I know not all men are misogynists. I know not all men are harassing. I also know that not all men are actively trying to stop it. Or not all men are calling it out when they see it. Or not all men are uh, having conversations behind closed doors with their mates that they know go too far when they've had a few drinks or, you know, that's, that's a not all men thing. And when all men start having those conversations, when all men start calling it out, that is when we will see a change in society and eventually we won't need feminism anymore. And that will be a wonderful day. <laughs> the goal isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. Welcome to Perspective, a podcast for wedding craves, where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry so that you can learn from us and grow your wedding business. Hello, girls, guys, and non-binary pals. Today, we're talking to self-proclaimed deep thinker, tattoo-loving, hoarder, feminist, wedding photographer, Kim Williams. Kim is a super proud supporter of the LGBTQ equality weddings, uh, bringing diversity and a fresh approach to modern weddings, as well as One Tree Planted, an amazing organization that plants trees all over the world. So for every booking that Kim gets, she plants 12 trees because one just is not enough. Uh, And she hit a thousand trees last year, which I think is pretty damn cool. Uh, So we'll talk to Kim a little bit about, about that. Um, you may also know uh, Kim Williams from her social media post, uh, Things Men Did to Me in Weddings 2021, which certainly garnered some popularity and support, probably some uh, offensive comments from knobheads as well, I have no doubt, um, and which hopefully stoked many conversations between friends and colleagues about misogyny and the dangers women face at weddings. And not just weddings, hopefully they continue the conversation to the workplace and just life in general. All of which we will get into on this episode. An episode which is, of course, sponsored by With Jack and for a limited time by 210 Co. But I will get onto that a little bit later in this show. However, Greg, I've brought a little treat for you. Yeah, I don't know what we're drinking. <laughs> I, uh, oh, Dex, I can see it right there. <laughs> I mean, this is terrible because it's 10 o'clock in the morning, but I have brought in some whiskey. So... Greg, here is a whiskey. I'm excited. Now, there is a reason why we're drinking whiskey in the podcast, because um, I got a lovely uh, bottle for Christmas, um, a very expensive bottle of whiskey for Christmas. And uh, I always said to Greg that I would let him drink it to try it. Um, It's the Glengoyne 25-year-old. It is rather nice. And it even came in this lovely box. And for those listeners who... Oh, that's too heavy. You're struggling. <laughs> for everyone joining us on YouTube, you can see this lovely box. It's lovely, isn't it? I mean, I've never had a whiskey in my whole life that looks like this. Uh, Ooh, that is nice I, and I, I know, right? Ooh. I know. And um, so I said to Greg, uh, it's a very, spot of, uh, very nice bottle of whiskey. I will let you try some. Uh, why don't we do it on the podcast? Because we've been um, podcasting quite a lot recently. Um Multiple, so pod- multiple <laughs> podcasts in one day. And Greg was like, Simon, your energy is just too high. Um, so let's just chill it down a wee bit. Cheers. <sighs> Cheers. Oh, it's Lange. It's Lange. And we are joined by Kim. Hello, Kim. How are you? Hi, 
hi. I'm well. I'm feeling, you know, a bit left out that I've only got a coffee. I know. No I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's not. Raid my fridge. Don't worry. We've also got a massive <laughs> pot of coffee. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes what, what coffee Everything have you got? Anything in particular? I very much understood the assignment, as the kids say. And not only do I, did I make myself a gorgeous coffee, an oat latte, but I've bought you, I don't know if you can see, the little, my, I'm going to plug the brand of coffee that's the best coffee in the whole world. Oh, go for it, yes. <laughs> you can fight me. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is, this is um, Woolfox, who are in, down here in Brighton and Hove. Okay. And they just do like the creamiest, the creamiest coffee. And like, they have a, a few cafes down here, but they sell their beans. So Ooh. go in every month, buy myself a big old bag of beans. And this is, this is the best one. It's just delicious. It's uh, tasting notes of cream, soda, butterscotch, and mate tea, a Mexican blend. It's Ooh. got a monkey wearing a sombrero, so what more could you want? <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> so that sounds awesome. Today. I like those. Cheers you up looking at it. Yeah, I like I like those taste notes of butterscotch. It's almost like the Harry Potter um, uh, butterbeer that we drank the other day. Butterbeer. Yeah. Have you, have you tried some? Oh, it's completely. <laughs> I've been to the Universal Studios in... Uh, where was it? Like oh. North London? Is it Watford? Oh, a yeah. couple of times and oh. I've had butterbeer there. But On the yeah. last podcast, I was just telling so our, cool. our uh, guest and Greg that I had just been and I had enjoyed the tour, <gasps> enjoyed the butterbeer. <sighs> I mean, I had, we've got the empty bottle it's right the here. Empty bottle the empty bottle because we drank it on the last podcast. <laughs> yes! And uh, I bought myself a wand, obviously. <laughs> and uh, I had a bloody great oh, time. Oh, what wand did you go for? I, I went for the Albus Dumbledore wand. Um, the one that Lovely. features in Lovely. the the new movies, not the Harry Potter movies, obviously. Um, Dumbledore as a oh, as a cool. young man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But the kids, kids are loving love it like that. Oh, I love it. I love this whiskey is almost too easy to drink. It's very for the good. price of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very. It's quite sweet. I like how this it is, is going to go. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not very often. Watch you slowly degrade. I mean, quite possibly. I mean, it, yeah. I yeah. think he's limiting me to just this one glass. Okay, yes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, this will be the last glass that I have of it for a while until I put it away. Um. Uh. But yes. Uh, again, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Uh, what have What have you been up to recently? Oh, well, I had a wedding on Saturday when it's like, I'm in that, I'm sure you're similar in that sort of downtime. Um, so I've only, I think I've only got one wedding, had one in January, one in Feb, um, one in March, just like biggies, a couple mm-hmm. of little E's dotted around before getting back into it. And when I'm on the like downtime out of season shooting, I'm so much more exhausted after it. I like feel like the wedding hangover is like a three day thing in the, yeah. <laughs> in the winter months. So I'm feeling like very sleepy today. It's it's hit me. Like I, I think I need to build, you know, you sort of build your stamina up in the summer when it's like seven, eight weddings a month. Yeah, yeah. cool. Go for it. Three back to back. Absolutely fine. In the winter. <laughs> ooh, I'm, I'm uh, struggling a little. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great. It was a fun one. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, I have to yeah. ask you, not wedding related, um, but in your downtime, you have mm. been doing your, your van life thing. Which I've been quite yes. enjoying. I've been quite enjoying watching, to be honest. Uh, ever, si- ever since my, my wife and I did the, well, it, it wasn't quite the NC five hundred, um, but it was like uh-huh. a, a part a of part it, of right, it. Up, right up north. Um, uh, I, I really enjoy listening to other people's experiences. Um, so yeah, it's been mm. quite, it's been quite cool. Uh, and yes, you don't, you don't need another channel oh, for yes. it because that's a lot of work. I like, I like just seeing yeah. your normal stories. 
So yeah, because I know that I'm was pleased. A, yeah. I'm pleased because I do not have the energy for another Instagram account. But I was I was a bit like I don't know if anyone is gonna be into this because I like so into it. Have just watched people like joined all the subreddits <laughs> many mm. years ago and have just lurked on that. Like oh, one day that will be me. So I have just bought a little T5 2006 T5 um, transport and uh, it's like a pretty decent um, sort of a decent build that's in there, but it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah, like it's been, I think it's been a rush job. It's like someone's first build that they did in COVID. So I'm essentially just ripping out and doing it again yeah. um, myself. And again, this is also my first build, but I, oh, cool. uh, have, I feel like you hit, you hit like a certain age in life or point in life where I'm like, I only want to do things really well now. <laughs> That's <laughs> where I'm at. So I wanted to just be like really good. Yeah. <laughs> Not like in my twenties, so I'd sort of half ass shit. I'm in my thirties now, you know. <laughs> I only want to do things really well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we'll see. It will all fall apart. Like I will make mistakes. I need to learn that. What is it? People say measure, measure twice to to do once. Is that the saying? Mm, I'm very like much that. like a mm. fuck up twice and then learn. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, I um I, need to integrate that. I think. I feel like with vans, though, you you very quickly learn, but you learn the hard way. Because uh, I remember taking our yeah. van out and uh, our heater stopped working. And it was a fucking oh. cold night in Glencoe. And honestly, yeah. oh, my God. Uh, oh, it was brutal. Brutal. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So, so have, you, have you converted yourself? Have you no, done it? As, no. As uh, no. My, my, my mother has a, a camper van, but we actually rented it off uh, the <sighs> Three Sisters Bake. They Great. also have a, a lovely little uh, caravan. Um, which they trans, uh, which, which they which they've transformed uh, into something very cool yeah. and fun to drive, and um, yeah, yeah, it was just really unfortunate that the heater broke. Um, they yeah. give us a fu- they give us a full refund, oh. uh, which yeah. was very kind of them. Um, but I, I would wow, still highly recommend. I mean, it was such a great experience. I would so highly recommend um, doing that. So yeah. if you want a taste of van life, go to Three Sisters yeah. Bake. If you're around Glasgow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I'd recommend their cakes. I went, <laughs> yeah. I went Shawlins at the weekend and got some of their cakes. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cakes and vans, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I've for like the last two, the last two years, I've rented a bunch of different vans as like research to kind of figure out what I wanted. Because in mm-hmm. in my head, I was like, oh, I want you know like a big Renault Master or something like that, like a like huge stand up. I want the full shower, I want the full bathroom. Ooh. And then I've kind of realised that I don't use any of that when I'm on the road. Like I'm just not. <laughs> I'm not using it. I'm staying yeah. in campsites. I'm like purposely not using the compost loo so that I don't have to clean it. <laughs> like I'm yeah. Saying, just like, I just want simple and I can't afford a huge thing at the moment. So this is very much like start a van, get me on, you know, the property market vans. I'll start here. <laughs> Build up again. <laughs> yeah. But, so, so where's your favorite place to, to go? It. Have you, have you been anywhere in it yet? Or are you still just doing it out? I can't remember. I've literally, no, I literally yeah. got it, um, this van I got last week. So this is, it's okay. done no, uh, it's done no travels as of yet. And my plan was last, the end of last week to like get painting and do quite a lot. I did some stuff on Thursday, but good old storm kind of, uh, has <laughs> delayed a few things. It's like, mm, yes. I can be out sitting in that yeah. <laughs> storm. So I haven't taken it anywhere yet, but I've been around, oh, loads. My, I did a, my first experience was in 2020 in like September when we were sort of in that period where we could be outside and things felt normal for a mm-hmm. bit and i hired a vw bus a 79 like a vw bus yeah. um oh, yeah. just for myself and went around that in like three weeks and went to i literally just had no plan just got it 
got in them and was like, we'll see where I end up. And <laughs> went all the way down to Cornwall, Peak District, Devon, Dorset, New Forest, which is sort of like chasing the sun, basically. My yeah. plan was to go do the NC500 because I had friends up there Yay. in their van. And I realised after about five minutes of driving it, I was like, I am. Ne- I picked it up in London. I am never going to make it to Scotland in this van. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> oh, so <no>. old. <laughs> It drives at like 40 miles an hour. It will take me two weeks to get. Oh, <laughs> to man. Yeah. So, It'd be worth it once you got it, there, but, but to is, get there, that's a trick. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's like <laughs> so far. So the, but that is uh, like something I want to do so much. That is on my, that's probably the first thing I'm going to do on this one when I, when I go on a, yeah. Uh, yeah. When she's ready to be out in the world. It yeah. looks so amazing. Oh, that's, that's cool. Well, I hope you get out there soon. Yeah. Uh, although I have to, I have to say, I I know you're a gamer. So how on earth have you been spending mm-hmm. so much time in your in your van recently when there's so much to play? <laughs> My God, well, honestly, what a month for why. gamers. Let me tell you why. Because I am currently sat here just desperately hoping my doorbell rings in the middle of this podcast. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm, my PS5 is lost in the ether. I'm oh, just no! waiting on my PS5 to arrive. <laughs> so you found, so you is. found one Real eventually. Oh, sorry, we've got, yeah. we've got, yeah. we've just, we've just with the very first oh, time. Pause on that cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. 12 minutes we made it. <laughs> Jesus, this is going to be a long like podcast. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Okay, again, listeners, you know the deal at this point. Uh, another technical issue has hit the podcast room. <laughs> uh, but yes, Kim, so your so your PlayStation Five is lost in the ether at the moment. It's lost in the ether. Royal Mail promised me a delivery on Friday with the new Horizon Zero Dawn uh, game, and it's just like it's just not. I just don't know where it is. It's not here. Oh, no. They don't know where it is. The, the notifications are like hilariously aggressive they're just like we, your your building is inaccessible or we just there's no delivery options available just very <laughs> yeah making this really hard so i'm just kind of sitting and waiting but i am um, I've, I've like timed it really well i thought i'm good i just played ghost of Tsushima. oh um, yeah because oh, i played that over so christmas mm-hmm. so i've just been playing legends mode of that just waiting like not starting a new game just yep. playing online um mm-hmm. and i never really play online i have played online with like friends but I've never kind of, I used to play PUBG with friends and would, oh, yeah. would do it that way, but I've never played online like by myself anonymously. And it is very <laughs> funny to sit um, and kind of like, I don't, I don't like, I have my headset, but I don't turn my mic on and I just sort of listen to, to people chatting away, usually oh, American children. <laughs> 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 just thinking they, they have no idea they're playing with a 32 year old lady right now. They have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> very fun to listen to so yeah i'm hovering in dying to play like horizon yeah have you played it you played the first one i i My have i, I have time. played the first one uh i went back and and, yeah. and played it again i only got halfway through the well no i didn't i got about three quarters of the way through and then another yeah. game came out but for the life of me i can't remember what it was um so yes uh but i completed it so you're not, you, you're not when, a completionist i am not a completionist I, i'm 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 not a trophy kind of person either uh with mm, three kids i find mm-hmm, trophy mm-hmm. hunting very very difficult uh yeah <laughs> I, that's I, my favorite I'm, I'm so obsessive about trophies I'm oh so really obsessive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah need that's them like, all that's like ashley must it? platinum everything yeah. yes it is very much like our friend ashley um who yeah. uh, is one of the sponsors of the show uh, with jack and um <gasps> yeah she's a gamer she can't she yeah she has to finish one game 
before yeah. she moves on to the next one. So even though I know she'll be dying yeah. to play um, her, the New Horizon, she is playing Gears of War Five, I think it is, and uh, yeah, she, oh. she plays on like extreme difficulty uh, for every game. Yeah, yeah, um, brilliant. Which, oh, I love her. I want to be her best friend. Yes. Please put me in touch. I, I will do. I will do. <laughs> we sound very similar. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's why I timed it so well. I was like, I'm going to finish Ghost just as... Oh, my God. Is that Could this door? be? Could this oh, be? Oh, my goodness. Sorry. No. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, my gonna, God. Shut up. <laughs> She's going through a door. Oh, my God. Could that... What timing that would be? Trying to listen to see if you hear a squeal from another room. Oh my god. It is. It is. What? What the chances? Oh my god. I did not plan. Imagine just time the posting. Well, well, and it's been really nice chatting with you. I've had such a lovely time. What a lovely podcast. (laughs) Under 20 minutes. Great. Well done, listeners. We'll see you in the next one. My heart is pounding. My feel, heart uh, is pounding. I feel quite I bad that you even have to wait to open that. <laughs> you have to talk to us. Just like sit that. and look in the box. <laughs> bless him. I just screamed in his face, just fully like, ah! I don't think I even said thank you. I just screamed at him. <laughs> <laughs> but there, oh, the PS5s have been really, been really hard to, they've been really hard to get. Like, so yes oh, congratulations but I can if anyone is listening if I can give one useful piece of advice today I know we're going to talk about very important issues later oh, yeah. on but yeah. this is this is the real tea right here Hotstock the app is the only way I got one and it Hotstock. was incredible like oh, okay. Hotstock so you download this app um, and you can it's just free and you download the app and you, I'm like out of breath because I'm so excited <laughs> I'm, out of, I'm out of breath just oh, excited for you I'm like oh my god what? <laughs> Um, you download this app and you can like track uh, and, and it, it, it basically like tracks everywhere that's selling a certain thing. So I put in PS5, notify me when a PS5 is um, in stock. And I literally was sat on my phone one day in my workspace and just happened to be on my phone. A notification came up. PS5s, there's one PS5 available on very.com. Had never even heard of it. Yeah, I literally bought it within 30 seconds and then suddenly panicked like what have I just given 555 pounds to <laughs> I don't even know what website this is yeah oh what did God. I just do <laughs> that was so fast and then and that was here that was here oh and what what a game to play for your first PS5 experience I mean so good well I have I literally have a huge Aloy this is Aloy, oh, Aloy tattoo hell, I'm I mean, obsessed with Horizon so I, I won't be able to yeah, fully yeah. appreciate that tattoo until I go to edit it no the because I can it's, it's like eight bit. It's like eight bit at this point. But yeah, very very cool. Very cool. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you. Uh, oh, me too. Me too. <laughs> all the non-gamers are like, oh, for fuck's sake, get back to it, please. Yeah, get on um, with it. This is a wedding podcast. Jeez. You don't know. It's hard to get PS5s. Anyway. Yes, and uh, when you set it up, uh, like send me your username so I can add you as a pal and we can play online or, yeah! or just, just chat video Hell games. Yeah. It's, it's hard Fine. to chat about Let's video games it. when it's like you don't want to spoil it for anyone. I know. So, but yeah. Yeah, completely. Um, completely. Anyway, let's get, let's get away from the, the games. Um, I've actually, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, uh, I had been enjoying your Instagram content, um, especially the. Yes. And what, what, is it the highlight section? The little the little circles at the bottom of your mm-hmm. the highlight section. Mm-hmm. Um, you did yeah, a you did one yeah. called uh, feminist wedding, uh, whereby mm-hmm. people sent you questions, wanted to hear your take 
on weddings, on the wedding industry as a feminist. Uh, and there are some strange things that we still do uh, in the name of tradition. Yeah. Like, it's so weird, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think what my, um, I preach feminist weddings all day long. And I think people can sometimes feel a little, when you hear the term feminist, I don't know, people can still sometimes feel a little <gasps> like a, a bit <laughs> nervous around that term. <laughs> like, yeah. what, what do you mean? Do we have to burn all men? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think a feminist wedding is, is, um, just making sure that everything kind of sits with you, with your values and your ethos and, and, so much around weddings is still really rooted in patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Weddings came around because of like dowries of, of literally selling women um, from, you know, dead fathers to, to a partner mm-hmm. uh, and an exchange of money was in it. And it does, that is where it, it, it comes from. It's rooted in that. So yeah. um, I think it's interesting to acknowledge and look at and interrogate what parts of that we still are kind of doing today without even realizing. Um, yeah. And it's, it, you know, I'm also n- never saying to people like, don't do something just because it's traditional. Like that, yeah. you know, if you, a big thing people often is something like, for example, a father giving away um, a bride. And that can be a moment that is so incredibly special and important and is something that you've wanted to do your whole entire life. As long as you've interrogated that and thought, is this something that I really want to do? Or am I only doing this because it's what you're supposed to do? Yeah. Um, you know, interrogating those decisions is really important. I'm never saying don't do something just because. Um, but yeah, that was the, the, the biggest, the weirdest thing. I'm interested to know what surprised you. Was there anything in there that you didn't know about in that, that highlights reel? So there's nothing that I didn't know uh, because I... I, I'm, I, I would describe myself as a deep thinker, as as you do. So I actually give yeah. a lot of thought to these kinds mm. of topics. And I, I mean, I'll even like, so I, I know a lot of people are quite uh, offended and they want to uh, cancel a lot of uh, people who are talking. Uh, I have the kind of opposite approach where mm. I want to go over and listening. Mm. Uh, I, I want to listen to the other side of the argument. Um, that way I can test essentially my own thoughts and beliefs about a certain topic um so i, I never yeah. yeah so deplatforming somebody is 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 an issue that i'm not entirely sure what side of the fence i'm on anyway uh mm-hmm. but I, I, the the whole um asking um the your potential bride's father for permission to marry i always thought <laughs> like no no, no, I'm not going to ask permission. Yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. Uh, I'll ask permission yeah. from my wife to be if she wants to get married to yeah. me, and if she does, yay. Yeah. And if she doesn't, well, uh, that's unfortunate. But um, I, I'm not going to ask any <laughs> anyone's opinion or or anything. So yeah, I, n- I never did that. Uh, mm. But it's mm. yeah, it's it's mm. that that is a funny one to have be in the consciousness. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 yeah. What, the one that, su- that surprised me the most was um, a lot of people were uh, a cake cutting is a big thing that people were saying to me, telling me is like a very non-feminist thing to do. And I was like, what? I don't know what the, what do you mean? What's wrong with the cake? Uh, Googled it and the, tr- the, the rooting of the cake cutting um, is, it symbolizes the, the woman's virginity. <laughs> the cake. Oh, ew. So cutting oh. the cake. I know, isn't it horrible? Like, it's so horrible. I I must have missed that. Yeah, and traditionally the woman would cut it by herself. (laughs) So, so weird. So, I mean, we did have a good laugh. My my, um, clients and I have laughed over that now. Every time there's a cake, we do a cake cutting, just sort of a cheeky, like, oh, oh, here we go. Oh, my (laughs) goodness. 
so funny but it's yeah everything there's like even males everything just everything is rooted in some sort of horrible horrible patriarchal tradition that's just like come on why can't we just cut a cake why why have <laughs> to be the origin of it yeah uh <laughs> that that's actually really disturbing i must have missed that one because that is truly disturbing um <laughs> So, like, like I mentioned in the introduction, you made a blog post um, titled uh, Things Men Did to Me in 2021. Um, and if you haven't checked it out, you should go onto Kim's page and check out. Uh, it was fairly recent, uh, maybe a few few weeks ago yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah. obviously, when we were, <laughs> we did plan to have the podcast a little bit earlier, but Kim had a sore tooth, yeah. so we had to postpone. But it will be yeah. if you go down, it's sore tooth. If you go down, you'll see it. It's very clearly uh, titled. Go and have a read. It's very interesting. Um, but that post kind of went viral for you, right, Kim? Mm, yeah, it was wild. Um, yeah, I guess it was about three or four weeks ago now, um, and. I just posted it on a on a Sunday morning and thought I'll leave it there and I thought I'll I'll probably get you know some some response from it so I want to be kind of a, a, on my phone today to reply to people but did not anticipate the the level to which um it blew up and I guess I wasn't surprised by um it didn't surprise me how many people related to it that's that's why it blew up is because so many every single person in the industry who is not a cis man was like, yep, this has all happened to me too. And yeah. a lot of people were like, and then some, you know, his, his just the worst. Um, and I'll, I'll reiterate that the post was titled things men did to me at weddings in 2021, because it was just weddings. If I had a things men did to me in 2021, Oh, that would be oh. that whole nother game. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I read that wrong? Did I read that wrong? Sorry. That was my mistake. Yeah, yeah, I've got fine. it in my notes as that at weddings. But, sorry. Um, my bad. My bad. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, but it's so it, it the response was just such a huge um, amount of people initially saying like, oh my god, yes, this happens to me too, all of the time. Um, at most weddings, stuff like this happens, and it's all sort of wedding photographers, videographers, who we talk to each other about it as women, as trans people, as non-binary people. We're talking to each other all the time about this, but we're mm -hmm. never talking to it in an open space where our clients can see because it's really scary to talk about because mm -hmm. we, you know, want to protect people's wedding days. That's something that we do as, as suppliers on their day is like one big priority is to make sure they have the best day ever. So mm -hmm. we never want to um, bring up anything that could be negative around their day. But I've kind of just realized that actually all we're doing is sort of protecting the, the people, the harassers that we're protecting those men by doing yeah. that. That's all yeah. that we're doing. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's very much time to stop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we, we, we will be talking more, uh, specifically with regards to that social media post and, uh, a little bit more on the issue mm -hmm. a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, yeah. In the intro, Simon mentioned that you support, you plant one, is it, no, how many trees is it? 12, 12 trees. 12 trees. Wedding. Yeah. How, how did you choose I that do. number? And then how did you decide, <laughs> like, what was the reason for getting involved with that? I realise now that the 12 is so random, but it's literally because one tree planted when I first started doing it used to have, um, like, you could plant one, you could plant 12, or you could plant 20. And yeah. so I just went in the middle and went with 12. They don't longer have that anymore. So I now, but for some reason, I'm just, I'm just still doing 12. Yeah. <laughs> I just, 
it feels like it's just a thing now. It's just a thing. I do 12. But I do realize that's such a bizarre, like there must be some meaning behind that. No, just it was a, it was a click box. I just felt like one was not enough. I just, one was not enough. And at the time, 20 just was slightly too many for yeah. me to afford. Um, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll whack it up to 20 now and round it up. But yeah, that was something that came out of, um, you know, just wanting to be more um, sustainably conscious in my uh how I do everything. So a, mm-hmm. a few years ago, I really decided to make like active changes in my lifestyle. And especially when it comes to my business, what can I do to make sure I am helping contribute to this world um, in some way. And I know I do, I travel a lot for my, for my weddings and I've yeah. bought, you know, I've just literally bought a diesel van. So it's mm. not the most eco-conscious of um, method of transport. So I try and offset that by things like tree planting and kind of making everything digital as much as I can um and having no you know no plastic or I don't nothing my albums my USB sticks my prints nothing comes from abroad nothing is flown over like it's all small businesses in the UK that do everything Mm -hmm. um yeah I just think it's uh and you know what it's it's been such a nice response from my from my clients I think sometimes you know sometimes people are like oh that's a nice thing to do and sometimes a lot of the time um the response really is like this is this is you know such a lovely gift that we kind of feel like we've been given from you and it's a really yeah. nice response oh, that's so cool. yeah. um, I would encourage I would encourage anyone to do it like it's one tree planted is the organization that I use I think there's probably quite a few but um they yeah they're just they're just great they do a little gift certificate so it's just easy to do in five seconds online they'll send an e-gift certificate to the clients um and it's just such a nice little lovely way that I think we can all contribute yeah a little bit more to to this world that's really cool actually I wonder if for the people who are more worried about their bottom line than anything, how how much do you have to invest for a service like this? If that makes oh, sense. so you just pay for the trees. So it's $1 per tree. That's it. Oh, wow. So, okay. It's pennies. Yeah. Uh, that is crazy. And, and if they're that worried about their sort of, if they're that worried about their profit, they can just factor it into their price and the client's technically paying for it. <laughs> yeah wow yeah, that's we what should, I, uh, yeah basically uh, it's, an, it's an expense for me you know like it's i i think of it as like i do when you know my my clients pay this amount and out of that comes this for their boxes for their princes for their usb this for their trees like it kind of comes out of that mm-hmm. um it's so so cheap and that's what again which is why i was like one doesn't feel right <laughs> to do more than one yeah um oh that's really cool yeah so it's it's incredibly there's no like subscription fee there's no nothing you just Pay for the one dollar per tree. That is All right, it. you okay with us doing that, Greg? Yeah, cool, <laughs> nice. Yeah, you got do it. There you go. Woo-hoo. And you can um, you and you do, there's like a little page on them when you join us. Like a you you don't pay any fees for kind of I can't remember what the term is like a sponsor of them or something. They'll send you the logo like I've got on my website, so you've you've got the logo there. And yeah, I think everyone everyone imagine like if everyone listened to your podcast all at- said we'd like plant one tree for every yeah. wedding. I That's mean. Right. No, 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 no. Or 20. 12, 12. <laughs> it has to be that 12, random number of 12. 12 trees. God. <laughs> like Granny, like, like Granny it said, It makes a nightmare when I'm adding up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how many trees have I planted? God, 12 is a hard number to, <laughs> to add up. Well, you know, if, if you ever ask someone and they say, oh, 12 trees, you know they're a listener of the podcast yeah. and uh-huh. they've listened to you oh, and yeah. been inspired. So Yeah, we started that. We started that revolution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I, I I know you're you describe yourself as as a deep thinker, like I mentioned earlier. Mm. Um, funnily enough, yes. we we've gone into a few deep 
related topics from the po- other podcast guests who yeah. I, I don't know how that's how that's happened. We were talking about aliens and, and other things, <laughs> but what, what what the Science. kind of what the what the mysteries of the universe do you do you end up trying to solve in in your head? What's your what's your go to? Mm, oh my god, I love that. <clears throat> my go to is people. Um, is mm. is like relationships and why people behave the way they behave, like uh, family dynamics and the structure of like siblings and middle children and youngest children and older children and basically relationships and people. I find them fascinating. And I think when I first started shooting weddings, it was one of the things that I loved is I was like, oh, I get to be like a fly on the wall for all, just to get so involved in these people's lives. Yeah. <laughs> just get to like watch the dynamics of them. Um and yeah, so I, I've i been in psychotherapy for three years. I just finished at Christmas. So I'm, I'm fresh out of therapy at the moment. Um, and I, a lot of that was sort of doing a lot of inner child work and sort of healing work through that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm recently completely obsessed with attachment styles. That's the only thing I'm completely obsessed with, like in relationships, love talking about attachment styles. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, I think why I'm, I'm, have been through a lot and in the past few years have been through hell and back. And I think one of the highlights, I think I still have on my Instagram is one that's called recovery. Um, and it talks about my sort of journey with my mental health, my mental illnesses and how the pandemic first hit in lockdown, I just completely fell apart and absolutely just broke in so many ways Mm. lost felt like I'd lost absolutely everything and I was beginning again um and so I talk about that a lot we talk about mental health and mental illness and the ugly side of that the um and it's something that since when when that happened when I had that kind of breakdown in 2020 I took five or six months off of Instagram. I just couldn't, couldn't be on social media. I, I couldn't really get out of bed. So I wasn't doing any of that work. Um, and when I came back to Instagram, it felt so weird to just be like, oh, here's a wedding picture <laughs> and kind of not like acknowledge what I had been through. Yeah. <clears throat> I preach authenticity. I, I was just like, I can't, I don't know how to do this. So mm. I did some stories that I think are still on that highlights. That's like, I'm just acknowledging I've been away. I'm not good. Like I'm not okay, but I'm trying um, right now. And, and the response, I had a really small following. I think I had like a thousand, maybe just over a thousand people um, on my, on my page on Instagram. And the response was just incredible of so many people being like, you know, we're here for you. I'm going through a similar thing or um, it's so nice to see someone else that's going through a similar thing and just sort of, you know, being honest about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so since then I kind of was like, oh, this is, this is how I'm going to do my Instagram account. Okay. This is how I'm going to do it from now on. I'm just going to be authentically me and yeah. talk about all the things that I think are scary because it's, it's a bit of a cliche, I guess, but every time I do, every single time I share something that I think like this post, I, I kind of sat, I had that in my drafts for a while going, this is really scary to post. Like, I don't know mm. if I'm, if I'm emotionally ready to post this and, but every time I do, like, I think we from that post that the, the impact that's come out of it like I think it's literally beginning to change and shape the wedding industry and how we do things and I think these kind of you know conversations are so important and so every time I share myself on my Instagram page and I share some vulnerability something amazing comes out of it whether that's just personally for me or for somebody else or for a client or um you know for on a bigger picture so yeah uh yeah 
that I, I, I love talking deep shit, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Always. That's, yeah, that's really cool. We we talk a lot about um, being more of your genuine self uh, on this podcast on social yeah. media. Um, so yeah, it's a just yeah. another another good point for people to 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 hear your thoughts yeah. and be like, yeah, okay, I, I maybe this is the the thing that they needed to hear for them to start being a little bit yeah. more authentic, you know. So and I think it's really helped my business. Like it's it's helped me. Um, I was so nervous about sort of trying to maintain some sort of professional appearance all of the time and and was like that's just not me (laughs) I just am who I am and I'm like this on your wedding day and I'm like this before it and after it and Mm -hmm. so uh, realizing that the more I share of myself the more I find my people I'm like okay my clients now are just the raddest in my eyes I think they're just the coolest people who completely are so chill, are so understanding. The help I received from my clients in the in that sort of year or two where I was going through hell, like, was it also on top of that we were in a pandemic, we were in a lockdown, we lost a year's worth of business, I lost a year's worth of income, um, and I had so many clients offer, you know, offer to pay me fees in advance, or you know, can you please charge me? You've upped your rate since we booked you. Can we please, can you please change your invoice? Can we pay you more? Things like that. Like, and I think that comes from. A place of just being a real human being so I, I always say to people when they talk about like how they're struggling with social media I, I just I know it's so scary to do but just the more you are yourself on there like I think the job that we do half of the job is selling ourselves as well as our work and yep. so social media is a really good place to be like ah, oh, this is the person that's coming along on my day yeah. um and and realizing that there's there's always more people out there that are getting married than you're going to be able to shoot the weddings of. <laughs> so you might as well find you might as well find your niche, your kind of niche people. They're yeah. the ones that that speak to you. Um, and a lot of the time, like I honestly think, when I first started shooting weddings, I was not the world's best videographer or photographer by any means, but I was a fun, nice person that they loved having around on the day, and so that made them really appreciate my work more than when I've literally worked with dozens of wedding photographers who are exceptional photographers in the, in the, you know, um, what's the word? Like you uh, look at their work and it's like, yeah, uh, artistically that's incredible or technically that's incredible. Objectively they are good photographers, but on the day they were a nightmare. And everyone uh, hated yeah. them. So <laughs> yeah. it, I think that really is going to change how you look at the outcome yeah. of those, you know, of the work in uh-huh. the end and just oh, totally. go, mm, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I have people when I leave a wedding on the day saying like, before they've seen any images that they want to book me for their wedding. They haven't seen anything yet. They just like how I was in the day. Yeah. And I think that's a big, uh, yeah. Social media can be a really big part of that for sure. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah cool. I always that, preach that. That yeah. whole sort of, oh, I want to be professional or show a mm. professional image is it's an interesting one because mm. everybody sort of says it. They're like, oh, no, yeah. I, I need to be professional. But I think it was, was it Monica yeah. Frias in a recent episode said that the reason she shoots weddings is because she doesn't want to be professional. It's like she works for <laughs> herself and she's mm-hmm. doing something that's creative. Yeah. If she wanted to be creative, yes. she, uh, professional, she'd go and work in a corporate job or something. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, it's as if I it's just yeah. an excuse that people use to not be their self, yeah. mm. I guess. 
Yeah. yeah. As long I as you're not. So. I think because it is. As long as you're not being a dick at a wedding. Gonna, as long as you're not being a dick at a wedding. <laughs> then That's it. you're going to yeah. leave a good yeah. impression on people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like professional has become another term for like nice. And that's they're not the same things. Like you can mm. be like, what does professional really mean? I don't, I, yeah. Uh, to me, it means fake quite honestly. Like it means I think about my many years of working in retail and like the professional persona that I would put on is just like putting up with bullshit of other people mm. and, and like <laughs> putting on a fake voice and being a fake version of myself like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can, um, you can be, you know, professional in the terms of how you deliver your work and you can, you know, everything can be on time and on deadlines and you can take mm-hmm. payments and not be a complete mess. <laughs> you don't have to be, yeah. Don't yeah. be a dick. Yeah. Simple. <laughs> if there's one rule to live by, it's just don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, please. So. Just don't I be a dick. That's it. Yeah. Um, on on a lighter note, you do say on your website that you could be anyone at board games. So, what are these supposed board games that you can beat us at, pal? All right. Let's go. Let's go right <laughs> now. What you got? What kind what of games are you talking here? Um, my absolute fave of all time, I think, still is Catan. Settlers of Catan. Oh. I mean, I know it's a it's a go to, but I adore. I'd, door sellers of Catan and think I like I, I'm the person that do you do you play sellers of Catan do you know it uh, I, I know of it I haven't actually played it no, so you probably, you probably would be me so there's like yeah I mean I'm not talking Monopoly or Scrabble over here I'm talking ah, okay. full hardcore nerd board games oh right okay cool <laughs> like like uh, Dungeons and Dragons like yeah okay yeah, okay boy this all right. is it this is the one yeah yeah, yeah all of this so I'm sorry sellers of Catan is like one where you you like you you kind of a building you you want to be the first one to settle on an island but the beginning of the game i'm not going to tell you the whole game don't worry please don't click off the podcast it's okay <laughs> but the beginning of the game is like the first move you make is sort of your strategy for the whole rest of the game so okay. i'm the person that when we're playing we'll sit there for like 15 minutes just thinking just thinking and studying the board and just figuring out what my game is <laughs> all the time while everyone's like come on <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh you're seriously. you're one of those you're like you can outweigh anyone yeah. and that yeah that that's that that used to be my yeah, technique yeah. for monopoly yeah. just like keeping everyone bored until they give up and i win just for pure, <laughs> <laughs> pure boredom. slowly counting the money slowly counting the money i think this thing i've never i've never think i've actually ever finished a game of monopoly hilariously like has I anyone, has very anyone genuinely uh, board games yeah yeah no i don't yeah. think that's the thing i also just just um dominoes mexican dominoes is like my one of my favorite things to do. We often will just take it to the pub, my All partner right. and I and friends, and we'll just sit and play dominoes. It yeah. is just like the best game to drink and chat over because you don't mm-hmm. really have to think all that hard. Um, and it's just like, I've got such an awesome set of dominoes I picked up at Comic-Con for so cheap for like a tenner for these really, I just love the feel of board games, like the sort of, yeah. oh, the, the touch of dominoes. Oh, they feel so good. <laughs> and we'll just sit there and yeah. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, always, I always like to say to my kids if they want to play dominoes and they're like, yay. And they get the box out and they just stack them like this. I'm like, that's not dominoes. <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, this is dominoes, dad. Look, no. I'm going to make a circle. And then they just knock it over. That's and I'm like, with dominoes. Oh, Guys, yeah. guys, you're killing yes, me here. There's, a, there's definitely a difference of playing with dominoes and playing dominoes. <laughs> oh my god! How old are they? Are they old enough to learn to learn real dominoes yet? Uh, is it the stacking? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nine, nine and seven. 
yeah, Harley. Oh yeah, at, at five yeah. probably couldn't. A wee bit young. No, we be no, we be young, but yeah, yeah, maybe too um, so. But that's fine. Um, let's move on. But before we do, if you like what you are hearing in your ear holes, you can support us at patreon.com forward slash perspective by cinema. You can sign up for as little as a pound uh, and you can get all the extra podcast, all the, all, all the podcast extra stuff that we do. Um, actually, you can't get that for a pound. You have to go for the next the next <laughs> tier to get the bonus content. Um, but you support the podcast with a pound. Sorry, I'm, I'm terrible. So I blame the whiskey. Anyway, <laughs> support the podcast <laughs> if you, you would like. Do you have a do you have a twelve pound section on the on the Patreon? Because, uh, we're going to change it. We're going to change it. <laughs> <laughs> and with that membership, you get to plant twelve trees as well. There you go. Yay! <laughs> uh, anyway, Greg, hit that button. <laughs> And pour that coffee, my friend. <laughs> um, obviously, I've introduced you on the podcast and we've been talking for a little while, but in your own words, Kim, who are you and what do you do? Oh, I love that question. Who am I and what do I do? Well, I'm Kim Williams. That's <laughs> my name. I am uh, living in Hove, in down Brighton and Hove. I'm a wedding photographer and videographer. I'm a gamer. I'm a yoga I'm a, a mum, cat mum to two cats. Um, I am a deep thinker, a business owner, um, an auntie to a little two-year-old nephew, uh, a, a good friend to a select few people, <laughs> small circle of friends that I'm really, really great with. Um, yeah, a, a lover of, of colour and light and life and the sea, um, someone who lives with a lot going on in my head a lot of struggles but has sort of powered powered through someone who's gone to hell and back and is sort of out the other end now and um loving life that's who i am yeah and obviously (laughs) this is a wedding industry podcast so let's focus on that sort of part of your life then Mm -hmm. because there's a lot there but let's just focus in (laughs) on that uh so how how did you get into wedding photography so I was working, I was actually teaching uh, drama as a drama coach. And I just like had a camera as a, um, I think my dad always had like the old school, um, I can't even remember what video camera it was, but uh, one of those with the tape in it that we would like play with and just, I'd just make movies with it the whole time I was, I was a kid and uh, was playing with them a lot. Um, and out of playing around with cameras and being in the theatre industry, I started to take headshots of my friends who were actors and eventually that became my business. So I had a home studio and was doing headshots and theatre photography. And then somebody who I'd done, um, I'd, I'd actually taught with, she asked me, Alex, shout out to Alex. She asked me to shoot her wedding and do a wedding video. And I'd never done a professional video before. Um, I'd been doing photos for a little while. And I was like, I had did bits and pieces of video, but she was just like, I just love you and what you've done and just want you to come along on the day. So um, we had to convince her, her husband, her now husband to get a video. He was very <laughs> unsure. So we met, I think we met up in like a Starbucks in Croydon. Um, God, this is going back probably like seven years now. Um, and just to say like, let us do a video at your wedding. You're going to love it. <laughs> I promise you'll love it. And he was like, fine. Um, and yeah, so I'd literally never shot a wedding. I'd never even been to a wedding by that point. I'd never even been to a wedding. Okay. Before. Okay. So I do right. not know what to expect. <laughs> was so um it's like cool I'm just gonna rock up and yeah had the best day like knew those people so fun did not sit down 
at all. Never like stopped. Even when they were eating, I was just still going. I was still, I didn't kind of know like the etiquette of, and I remember actually the photographer I was working alongside with, who I'm pretty sure was Paul Fletcher. I'm trying to remember that first wedding. I think it was Paul Fletcher photo. Uh, He was like, you need to stop and sit down and eat. And I was like, oh, are we allowed to eat? (laughs) What? I'm allowed to eat? Oh, okay. It's like, chill. <laughs> chill for a minute. So, that was great. Um, but I was like, oh, this is great. And she and I loved doing it and I loved editing it and she absolutely loved it. And then from then, uh, a few more people asked me to do video and then I was doing photos at the same time. So I never branded myself as a wedding photographer or videographer. It was just people asking me to do it. Yeah. Um, I think I got really lucky and I had a network of I was working in the theatre industry. So I had this sort of huge network of people in London and so much comes from word of mouth. Right. And it's just like, she's a nice person who is fun to have around on the day and like is doing wedding video and, you know, was hella cheap at the time as well, obviously. (laughs) Um, so I just did loads. I just did loads in like my first year. Um, and it wasn't until maybe like three or four years later, I was like, Oh, I think, I think I'm going to make this my business now. And actually just, I was doing so many weddings without even having an Instagram or a website or anything like that. I was just Mm -hmm. doing them. Um, so I think it was 2018 that I was like, I'm going to phase out all my other work and I'm just going to do weddings from here on. So yeah, I've started the Instagram account, started a website and then it, it, yeah, I think it was about 2018. So it's been sort of four years full time Mm -hmm. since then. Uh, And do you always shoot hybrid? Is that, sorry. So no, 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 no. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Confusing. So <laughs> I did do, when I first started, I had, I did a package that was like all day photography and a highlights video okay. that okay. I would do. So I would shoot a little bit of both. Yeah. There is no way in hell I would do that now. And I haven't done that since <laughs> probably 2018. Okay. Like, okay. W- like, no, Yeah. absolutely would not do that now. And so my, the way I do it now is most of the time, people book me for my all day photography and all day videography package, yep, which okay. is when I bring along a second shooter to shoot video all day. Um, and I've got a couple of amazing second shooters, my friends, Tom and Victor, Tom, who I've known for like 20 years, we went to school together. He has his own production company, Bobbins Productions. And he comes to just, he's got a sweet gig. I was saying, sometimes I'm like, I, I want to be you. He just gets to rock up to like 25 weddings a year with me and just shoot and then, and then leave. Nice. Doesn't have to run the business. <laughs> yeah none of that none of the editing I'm like I'm doing this wrong (laughs) um so because I think because I'm in that yeah unique situation where I shoot and edit both it just works out quite well that I can have him along and I can so I edit the videos um or sometimes people will book me for just photography or very occasionally I will shoot just videography myself um as well but I'm kind of phasing that one out because it just most people are going for my biggest package now, so I'm kind of like yeah. you know holding holding back for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Yeah, so I I would no longer do. I get, at the start it was it was totally fine to do both photo and video, but nowadays I say, and sometimes people ask me if I'll do that, and I say now like I would way rather do one thing amazingly than kind of split myself between doing two things at once. I'm just not interested in doing that anymore. Um, there might be times where like in the morning, in the getting ready prep time, because I always will cover both people. Sometimes it works out better that uh, we can split ourselves and I'll send one of them off to one half of the couple and I'll be with the other half and we'll both in the morning shoot little bits of stills and video because there's okay. not sort of yeah. too much yeah. going on. That so makes sense. Kind of like if that can work out. Mm-hmm. And um, we're, we're all shooting on the same cameras. We're using Sony's. Um, so 
yeah, it works, works quite well, but yeah, I, I, I love shooting both of them. What I really like about doing both is that I get, I get like bored very easily. ADHD brain. I'm kind of so flipping back and forth between them is so great. (laughs) (laughs) Editing both of them really keeps me like focused, (laughs) entertained. You mentioned you mentioned packages there. Is that is that how you structure your sort of pricing? Is it in packages or is it a la carte? Yeah, no, I do just do packages. I just I just want it to be my ethos to everything in life is just I just want it to be real simple and just honest and open <laughs> up yeah. front. So remember my, my research when I first was doing like my website was sort of how do I do this? Do I tell people what I charge immediately? Do I make them come through a form for me? What's an ask a lot of people? And I'm sure you've spoken about it on the podcast before. It's such a, I feel yeah. like it's a real, yeah. um, everyone's got the people thoughts. People really have strong opinions yeah. on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Totally. Yeah. Um, but I have found for me, it works so well to just be like, here is everything I do. There's an audio photography package. There's an audio videography package. Oh no, we've oh. we've stopped. We've a second air. <laughs> to be honest, we, well we got forty we minutes. Not not bad. Not bad. Not That's bad. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> very good. I was going to take the opportunity to close this blind because I'm being blind. Oh yes, <laughs> you are. That, yeah. <laughs> that light just creeping in there. Oh my god. Hi, Ashley. Hi. No. No. <laughs> But we just thought we'd say hi. See, you can see. Oh, two faces. Hey, you can see us for a second. <laughs> we can see you. Look at all the plants and shit you've got. Is that a bottle of Prosecco at the back? Where? Is it? Is it? Oh, oh yeah, it oh, is. It's empty. It's got a candle in it. It's got a candle in it. <laughs> you lied. You do have a beverage. <laughs> also, Pop Choice. Do you know if you're a fan of these? Uh, yes, I, I, I enjoy them. My kids have a lot of them. Um, Sorry, I, kids I, have I try not to collect stuff. I, I, I used to be a yeah. very bad Same. hoarder. I had like thousands of CDs and DVDs and they yeah. were just like, uh, like I had to, I had to go through and catalog them back in the day before like iTunes had, you Amazing. know, you could, just, you could just do it and it, all the data would flow your way. I did it by hand. Yeah. Hundreds of CDs. Yeah. I'm very proud yes. of myself. Um, and then, and then when when you could update, then I was like, oh, well, that's like literally that has just yeah, that's, yeah, it was a bit soul de- soul destroying. And so I just I went through and I was very aggressive and I was like, Pow. and then I realized if yeah. if you if you're aggressive normally, you don't have to go through the whole big tidy organization ever. And, so true. And I'm so, so lazy that that is my priority now. So I, I don't let yeah. things clutter up and I don't let things get yeah. too untidy. I mean, sometimes I'll be yeah. properly lazy on the day, but uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. because yeah, uh, So listeners again we and watchers of uh, the YouTube, we have had another <laughs> tech gremlin attack us. We're back. But we're back. We are back. Um, we're back. Yes. So um, you, I don't remember what we were you, saying. You were talking about <laughs> your, your packages and sort of, being quite upfront. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So transparency, mm-hmm. transparency. Yeah. So, so all day photography package, all day videography package, and then the, the big one, all day photography on all day videography. God, that's a mouthful. And uh, a micro wedding package. Um, and then, you know, I, I always I'm transparent on there. Like, if you're doing something different, then we can work out something bespoke. But yeah. I have found so many people that way it filters through people who, you know, immediately there, if, if, it, if it's too much for them, if it's too expensive then they're not going to contact me and I don't have to do any of that admin of that back and forth. Like, there we go. Nice and simple. It's done. Um, 
I found it's made my booking process so much quicker because mm. everything is just there. Having that on the website and a and an FAQ page, it, yeah. you know, I book the the. Interestingly, the more I put my prices up, the quicker that process becomes. I think people have uh, um, almost like they have more of a level of trust with you when you're charging a certain amount that they're just like, yeah, oh, this you know this is gonna this is it this is gonna be great here we go. Sometimes it's just a couple of emails back and forth. Whereas when I first started and I was charging nothing. It would be like a have to meet in person, um, you know. And I, now I get it. Now I'm like, yeah, I would be suspicious. I'd be like, why? Why are you so cheap? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the time was like, I don't know what I'm doing. That's why. <laughs> yes, no, absolutely. I mean, we, we went through a stage of meeting everyone as well, like like face to face, and we spent all the time, and we weren't charging yeah. nearly enough to be able to do that. But now. Yeah. That's it. I mean, now we both both have kids, so time is more valuable yeah. than anything. Um, but also, people have got yeah. used to a quick Zoom call. Like if they that, want to talk true. before yeah. the wedding, yeah, and especially a lot of our couples being abroad, yeah, it's easier just to be like, well, yes. schedule a Zoom call. We'll have a chat. Yeah. Done. Yes, absolutely. Definitely, Zoom yeah. has been game changing. Like, yeah. I really like. I will. Yeah, yeah. I really like doing everything on Zoom now. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's there's no more. Um, powerful feeling than doing a client meeting without any trousers on. It's great. It's a great feeling. Good vibes. Good vibes. <laughs> I haven't experienced that myself, but maybe maybe I'll try yeah, it on my Zoom. I, I am still making effort. By the way, I am a hundred percent just joking. I am yes, fully fully clothed when I do my things. Uh, I do like I like doing evening zooms and doing it like with a with a beer or with a glass mm, of wine, yeah. like an evening zoom. It feels like I'm out in a pub with my clients. Like that's a nice way to do. Oh it. yeah, I like that. I like that vibe. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, let's yeah. uh, let's get on to your, your style of uh, photography uh, and and videography, mm. I suppose. Um, you describe it as candid and and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, how how do you achieve mm-hmm. those sorts of vibes in your images and videos? Just, again, just by being me and just and, and nothing else, just being completely authentically me mm. and. I can't like my couples come to me and always say we hate being in front of the camera we're so unphotogenic um we're really nervous about that like that's the kind of person that I attract I think because I'm the same I despise being in front of the camera like just immediately go oh I don't know what to do with myself um so my I always say to them like when we do those but you know but they're like but we still really want some nice pictures of us I'm like of course of course you do and it's possible to get like you don't have to be um posed to for that to happen so most of the time I love that because if you're giggly in front of a camera that's a dream to me like if you're laughing great like that's you know even if it's laughing out of a bit of discomfort and a bit of like oh what are we doing (laughs) you're laughing yeah um I say my kind of ethos to my images is like and video if if they're not emoting I don't care about it if there's no if there's no real emotion happening in that moment whether it's photo or video, it's not something that I'm interested in. If it's not a real laugh or it's not a real cry or it's not a real shocked face of horror, yeah. uh, whatever it is, then, you know, I don't care. Like it, it's, um, I, I'm not someone who, it, and this is very much just my, my style and my way of doing it. I like, I way more prefer a photo that's a bit technically off and it's not the sharpest thing in the world, but the, it's actually got emotion in it rather than like the most technically perfect thing. Yeah. Um, where they've had to stand for 10 minutes and they're bored and they just want to have a drink and join their party. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm more, I always say like, I'll place you in beautiful spots and just let you do your thing. Mm-hmm. And I talk constantly, like I'm always talking to them. 
well, uh, I just love movement, especially because most of the time I'm kind of directing, I say very loosely the term directing them whilst knowing I've got my videographer with me as well and that mm. we need to get a lot of movement for mm. video. So constantly speaking, um, we'll let them speak to each other. We'll just like, I like, I don't, I'm not always aware I'm doing it until I'm editing back footage and I just hear myself. Sometimes I have to edit back with the footage on mute because I'm like, Jesus, she doesn't shut up. <laughs> just constantly screaming at them like, you're so cute. I can't handle it. You're amazing. Just like showering people in compliments. Yeah. I get so excited in the moment. Like I love my job. I absolutely love shooting weddings and I mm-hmm. love like, how, you know, if I'm on a cliff edge in Cornwall and it's like sunset and I'm with two really fun people who are like kind of wasted by this point because it's the sunset yeah. <laughs> summer and they're just like having the best time ever. I'm so excited and loving it too. So yeah. um, I think, and that I think comes from my years of teaching and understanding that um, we mirror, people mirror each other. We're, we're mirroring all of the time. So if I'm bringing the energy and the fun, mm-hmm. they're going to have it too. If yeah. I'm very silent, stood behind the camera, not saying anything, <laughs> being a bit awkward, they're going to feel that way. Yeah, so cool. bringing myself and me, and I'm someone who's incredibly energetic and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, have, have a lot of that at all times throughout the day, then they're going to have it back and it, it works really well. Yeah. So, so you're not, you're never at a couple of shoot. And you say, whisper something sexy into your ear. Like, <laughs> Dude, don't get no, it's the me vegetables, the vegetables. Oh, the vegetables. <laughs> Think of a sexy vegetable. Ah, no, stop. I witnessed, I witnessed one this last year and I will be try and not give too much away about who it was, even though I feel like I want to put them on blast. Who said, <laughs> I was working alongside a photographer, who said whisper racist things to each other what, what? no yeah yeah oh, and i literally like what the fu- exactly <sighs> what the fuck uncomfortable very uncomfortable yeah very uncomfortable giggling and i just like oh, had crazy. to step away and by the end of the night I, I had a word with him and i was like no that's what you did absolutely not but yeah like this was one where he this guy was the talk of the day and everyone was like the photographer's a dick and i have to be like i'm not with him i'm not with him (laughs) separately (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh man (laughs) but like yeah all all that no i can't and i um, that i say was judgment Never tell anyone to say anything racist at any point. That is fully said with judgment. But yeah. people who do the like whisper something sexy, fine. If that's your, you know, if that's your thing, <laughs> that's your thing. But personally, it makes me want to die. So I couldn't imagine saying it. <laughs> to anyone. I just can't imagine saying it. Uh, just, yeah. Because it's not, I just don't think it's genuine. Like it comes back to authenticity. Like if, if they're in the moment and they're not enjoying it or having a good time, then don't take the pictures. Like, have a break and come back to it because I, again, I've witnessed this when I work as a videographer, it's, it's, it's very insightful. It's been very insightful over the years because I'm usually hired alongside a photographer of a very different style. Mm-hmm. And it's usually sort of like a last minute, like, Oh, we decided we wanted a video and it's usually completely different. Um, yeah. which is, is yeah, quite interesting to work alongside and, and seeing people do very different styles from me. And I just think, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I'm not interested in the perfect photo. I'm interested in uh, authenticity of emotion mm-hmm. and actually capturing what's happening in the moment. So yeah. 
Well, saying that, you know, I'm still technically good, but it's, I, I care. I don't care about that side as much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Aren't shit. I didn't, no, that's fair. <laughs> I, uh, so someone out there might remember this story that I'm about to tell Facebook. I can't remember who said it, but it was basically like um, the, the video and photographer, um, they were going to do the first look. And, you, you know, there's a, before you do any kind of big moment, you, you, you talk to the other person. You'd be like, hey, where are you going to be? How, how do you want to shoot this? What's good for your portfolio or whatever? Yeah. The video was like, oh, no, it's okay. You get the first moment. You get the genuine stuff. I'm going to fake it and, 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 and do it a couple of times. And I'm like, they said no. they're going to miss the you're genuine. You're making a movie. Yeah, you're, you're going to miss the genuine reaction <sighs> to do setup stuff. That is so weird. Please, please, video I, people, I please don't do that. Because no. they're just going to watch that back and go, oh, that's fake. Please, God. Yeah. This <sighs> is, I mean, I really think it is. it comes from a place of ego. This is something I've, I've been speaking and thinking about recently is like, it has to be an ego thing. If you are making this their wedding video for you, that's not how it should be. Mm. <laughs> we're making, we're capturing the best day of people's lives <laughs> for them. Yep. Like this isn't about you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, um, I had a situation last summer with another photographer I worked alongside who was lovely, really lovely, but we had this like epic sunset out on a cornfield and the sun was setting and we were so excited all day. We were like, this is going to be beautiful. You know, cornfield, sunset. Hello. Yeah, yes, please. Yeah, perfect, perfect. perfect. But there's, their speeches were really dragging on um, and they were just very, well, I say dragging on, That's that feels very judgmental. Their speeches were very long. They they uh, had a lot of speeches and they were very long yeah. and that's what they wanted to do. But we knew we were going to miss this. We were going to miss the sunset. And I was like, it sucks. Yeah, it does suck. That's sad. It, it would have been amazing. Um, but they're in the middle of speeches and, you know, that's what we can do. And he kind of, we, we, managed to just kind of take them out and squeeze them out, but they were very stressed and they weren't feeling too good about it because they really wanted to get back to the speeches and the meal and were kind of Mm -hmm. feeling quite stressed out. And he was getting very worked up about it. And I mean, I'm filming them, you know, looking at them and going, I can't use any of this footage because they're so, they're muttering to themselves like about how panicked they are, (laughs) about how stressed they are. And that's not usable for me. So I know maybe in a photo, maybe, he's thinking like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter because I've got the sunset and I'm, I'm not close in and that sort of thing. But sure. I just, I literally said to him, like, he was getting so worked up about it and said like, I think you need to take a lap. Like you need a minute. <laughs> just go and go and have a moment because this isn't about you. Like it's, they don't want to do it. So don't make them do it. Yeah, it, It's as simple as that for me. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it sucks to miss the cornfield sunset. It's beautiful. But if they don't want it, they don't want it. And I think a lot of, that kind of yeah staging moments mm-hmm. for me just feels like who's that for that's for you that's yeah. not for them yeah i i get it um i have a, a slight slight twist on on that um Mm-mm. because when we when we first started doing video um there was no one else kind of doing a cinematic style so we right. we realized that when we were shooting we were just in the way so what we would do mm-hmm. is we would ask for our own time with the couple and um, it was purely not out of ego. It was purely so that I could just film all the stuff that we needed to get for the video and yeah. and not get in anyone's way. And that was purely our motivation. Mm-hmm. Of course, it didn't. Yeah. It, like, you, you learn to work faster and be a little bit yeah. more... <laughs> 
you like you said be a little bit more yourself i mean this yeah. is like really early days this is like 10 yeah. years ago um yeah yeah and um you know a photographer has always thought oh oh they want their own time like oh yeah. but it was purely just to yeah, stay yeah. on people's <laughs> way because we were so new we knew we yeah. weren't really doing uh, didn't really know what we were doing 100 percent. we just thought that was the best yeah. way but um you can yeah we don't do that anymore <laughs> so um, yeah hey, hey, that yeah. makes sense so it might it might not be all ego it might just be yeah they might have a lack of skill or whatever but however a first look that's yeah. crazy never miss the genuine moments yeah psychopath no, <laughs> uh but yes i agree so you mentioned earlier that you're shooting on sony is that both mm-hmm. for photo and video like what what's in your kit bag what cameras are you using yeah so you shoot on sony a7r threes is that right who sony knows A7R3s, camera names are yep. fucking it's terrible it's not they? that point God. literally i'm like why are there so many letters and numbers i don't know it's the camera yeah sony a7r threes um and i switched to mirrorless so we're shooting on nikon just because that's what i had when i first yeah. started shooting weddings i was working on a, a what was it like a D90 something that was no hadn't been made in like 10 years oh wow, okay it was, yeah, yeah. it was like a 20 year old camera um I had you know I had no money and I just had this camera that I was it like I said someone people just asked me to do their weddings like it was not something I kind of thought oh I'm gonna buy you know buy all the kit and but I literally just made a little bit of money upped upgraded made a little bit of money upgraded made a little bit of money upgraded just kind of kept doing that because I never had a big injection of money to ever put into um my business at this at the start for, for quite a few years so yeah um, and then my, yeah, one of my second shooters switched to Sony, uh, from Canon he was using. And I was like, as soon as I saw the mirrorless, how tiny they were, it's like, I need me one of those. Oh my God, I need me one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and I genuinely think it's like game changing. Not only do I just love shooting mirrorless, it's great because I shoot both. I, lo- I love them for both, um, uh, photo and video. But also when you've got two, you know, two of them strapped to you for the whole day, the little, the, the weight difference makes such a difference to me mm-hmm. um you know the end of the night when you've got like uh flash heads on it as well like they can get really heavy oh my god yeah. the nikons <laughs> that nikon was so heavy by the end mm-hmm. of the night with like the battery pack and the flash and everything on it um so initially it was literally just like oh they're so little yes please <laughs> I yeah. switch to it. <laughs> that's it but uh i love them i just really yeah i really love them i think every year kind of every couple of years they like, sort of upgrade and i think i've had these Probably since 2019 now. I don't think I've upgraded since the pandemic. So I'm definitely due this year. I think due yeah. an upgrade. But I I, you... I uh, use my second shoot with Tom um, as like my, what, sh- what should I buy now? Guy. He's that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what you got? Cool. He does all the research. He's nice. Because I just, I, just a jacket. I'm just yeah. not. I'm just not. So I'm like, what you got? Great. I'll buy that. Although mm. I shoot on primes and he doesn't shoot on primes, so there, is, there is a difference there. I love. Yeah. So I t- for typically video, have, do you dual harness for video as well? Yeah, uh, no, for video, I you know uh, in the evening I might, but most of the time on video, um, I've got a small rig, just a little small rig set up, and I will uh, just sort of change lenses. I tend to stick around on a thirty-five, um, one point four, but I then I've always got the eighty-five with me uh-huh. um and i might and i just change the lens because of the small rig setup but i later on like on a dance floor i adore video dance floor it's like one of my favorite things to do ever i just love filming dance floors so oh, yeah. i'll i'll usually will get because it's kind of a different edit um 
I'll just kind of do the same thing dual set up on those and might just have like a 35 and a 18 mil or something like that to get funky with. Mm. Um, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I love a good dance floor. I love it. So good. Yeah. They're uh, my fave. Yeah. Actually, uh, I did notice that you use uh, smoke bombs in, in some of your images. Do you, oh, yeah. Do you bring them along? Like some people hate them. I personally love them. Um, yeah. Do you bring them along? Do you have any tips for their use? Any brands mm. you'd recommend? I don't bring them. Okay. I used to bring them. And then I started being like, ooh, I don't have like any health and, health and safety, anything for this. Like if something does happen... I don't want to be accountable for this. <laughs> so, mm. I so I no longer bring them along. Yeah. So I tell, uh, and I mean, now they're getting more, more popular. I think you can buy them on like Amazon now, but I, yeah, yeah, I um, refuse yeah. to buy anything off of Amazon. I will give no money to Bezos. You will have no money from my business. <laughs> so I use a paintball. Um, I've just used the same company I always used, which were a paintball oh, website. A, Airsoft. Anola Gay. I, Is that Anola Gay? They, they do the paintball. Yes, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Just uh, use them. Yeah. Use that, them. We're, they've that, got all the colors. Yes. Uh, and they're really good. They're, they're really good color. Yeah. Um, and Great they, color. They, they, don't, they don't tend to stain as much as uh, the cheapery ones. No. And they last a bit longer. So. Oh. Yes. Very. Definitely. Very and I, cool. I recommend the um, dual, the best ones to get the best images, I think are the dual ones where it comes out of both ends of the oh, smoke what? box. You just get a lot of smoke, oh, but shit, you have okay. to be, so I basically, I get the clients to buy them. I will often say, if you want them to be delivered to me, I'm happy to bring them along, but like you've bought them, you yeah. know, that then it was very much like, it's a you thing. I'm, I'll just bring them. Yeah. Um, but most of the time they, I'd always oh, send them a link and be like, buy these ones. These are the ones to get. Cause yeah. I have a couple of times had people say we've got them and then they've bought the tiny ones. They're like this, they're like an inch big. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, we're going to get a lot of smoke out of that. So we've got 15 seconds. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I'll try to be like, these are the ones to buy. Yeah. Get the double ended ones. Um, and I will, I love a sunset. You know, my favorite venues are out in fields in the middle of nowhere or farms right. or barns. So a huge the, the more open space obviously the better um i like taking the whole wedding party out for it and just having like a great moment where the, the heels are kicked off the ties are off it's just all yes. really fun mm -hmm. and i would do like a little health and safety kind of breathing beforehand where i'm like this is this is how you use it like uh hold it up as long as you hold them up and away from faces you're gonna yeah. be okay yeah and you hold it the right mm -hmm. way up yeah now incidences happen because people be drunk <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> holding it the wrong way around yeah. but I, I would say as long as you have you know they've paid for it and it's their thing and you're sort of facilitating it then yep. you know I've never had any issues uh -huh. no one's no one's been um, no holes in dresses or anything like that but yes. yeah the more open space and just like running around I'll just I'll just say to everyone like this is, this is a time where I will be shouting direction at you because they're so unpredictable you don't oh, yeah. know yeah. where the wind's going to be that day like what's going to happen so it might be a case of running towards me and then running back or running this way but yeah. they're always up for it I just I think they're so much fun any prop I love having a prop I think it yeah. takes again it's sort of a theatre a theatre thing like it takes any kind of like um, if if my phone, if my clients can be holding something or like playing with something then the pressure is a little bit off you and mm -hmm. it's just on like on something else it's yeah. just a lot of fun uh, um, yeah I'm with you on that I uh Mm. We, I mean, we, we use them quite a bit and we do have a couple of tricks. Yeah. Uh, so here's some advice, yeah. some quick advice if you haven't been listening to the past <gasps> few episodes. A few episodes? I don't know. Ten episodes ago. Uh, I, anyway. Um, so if you're going to do some uh, smoke stuff at night, that's cool. Um, do it away from venues. 
because the smoke can drift mm-hmm. into the holes and almost set off fire alarms, which we have learned the hard way. Uh, <laughs> if people are drunk, because you're normally, for us anyway, you're normally doing it kind of, like you said, the sunset or, or complete darkness. Um, for us, like I always get Greg to manage the smoke. Uh, one, because every time I do it, <laughs> every time I pull one of those things, it doesn't work for me, and I ruin one. Uh, and two, I I can show abuse at, and and directions at Greg because you like you said the wind and, yeah. and stuff. The wind will change, yeah. and you'll be like, "The smoke's not oh. coming the right direction." Like, move, Greg! Yeah. Greg, will move, Greg! In front of the couple, Greg! Get it, Etienne! Come on! <laughs> So uh, yeah, get get a professional to handle the smoke bomb. Uh, that way, you can have some distance from whoever's handling the smoke, and there's less likelihood of of anything going wrong. Yeah. Um, but you sure. you are right. Um, there is some legal stuff there, and other mm. people in the podcast have mentioned this to us. Um, so if you're listening, maybe put that in your con. I, I I don't know how you put yeah. that in your contract, but um, yeah, if you want smoke grenades, maybe yeah, like yeah, you said, go to the couple, get them Kim to does it. Pass yeah. on responsibility. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's not ethos in general. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Hello. At the beginning of the podcast, I introduced the fact that we've got two sponsors of the show, with Jack, which is Ashley Baxter, who funnily enough works in this very room, and Tutenko, which, if you're wondering, is Greg and I. That's our second business. That's right. We're sponsoring our own podcast. I don't know why. No, we do know why. We're looking for more members to join our creative space. Yeah. If you want to get out of your home office and come and join some other friendly faces in Glasgow, it's quite a quite a niche advert here because it's Glasgow specific. If you're visiting Glasgow or live nearby, you can mm-hmm. come and work here. We've got permanent desks. We've got communal desks, hot desks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all the desks. I sound like one of those... We've got a podcast desk too. I sound like one of those ads. Like... We've got this and this and this. <laughs> We've also got a kitchen with a fridge. It's got beers in it. It's got free beers. You can have beers for nothing. Yeah, so you better move quick or else they'll be drunk. That's, I mean, they've been in there for so long. They're uh, going down quite fast, actually. Are they? Tom must be hammering them. <laughs> this is the Tutenko ad, and I'm butting in because last week I gave Greg a beer. Oh. Brewdog layer cake. You're just giving me your advent beer. Well, now I've got another gift for you, Greg. Oh, another beer you don't like? Another brewdog. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your beer number two. Give me that. See, this it's is why... It's cold. It's cold. I put it in the fridge. Oh, this thanks. is why you should be in the two Tenko office, because I will give you my beers for free. You can get rejected beers. <laughs> you can get my rejected beers. Anyway, back to the normal ad. Anyway, if you want to join us at Tutenko, what's the address, Greg? We're on Washington Street in Glasgow. That's so right. you can hit us up on hit us up. Oh, that's horrible. On Instagram, Tutenko underscore. Or just reach out to Cinemate on Instagram and we'll let you know the information. That's right. And if you want to be a better sponsor of the podcast in future episodes, you can do. Just write to Cinemate on Instagram or Facebook Cinemate Films Cinemate Films on Facebook Cinemate Films on Instagram let us know that's absolutely fine we'll be more professional when we do it to your brand I promise anyway back to the podcast back to the podcast 
uh, talk about your your secret mission of of tackling the patriarchy, white super, white supremacy, and outdated traditions of the wedding industry. Well, I don't think it, I don't think it's a secret anymore. I think it's now out in the open. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not a secret. <laughs> since that since that been I've been ruffled. But yeah. um yeah, I I have always like we touched upon earlier, um I am an intersectional feminist and everything that I do that comes into play and uh it's an important part of my life and my identity and who I am. And the wedding industry is incredibly still very uh, outdated, very heteronormative. Mm. Um, I've literally got a a post scheduled for today where I'm going to talk about um, the kind of heteronormative language because I'm still seeing so many people exclusively use the term brides and grooms. Um, Yeah. And it's just, we don't need to do it anymore. Like, and I can't believe the amount of people that I get bookings from who inquire and say to me like you're the only person we've seen who has a space for pronouns on your contact us page like I'm, yeah. I, I use they them pronouns and mm-hmm. it's never an opportunity for them to come up or something like that or you're the only person who has representation of of um of, you know I don't know it's someone who's not a cis white couple basically on yeah. on your page and that like it's so sad because it should not be the case <laughs> anymore and I think if that is I do think if you are working with the same sort of couple every single time, then that is because that's what you're putting out there and you're not being an open space for anyone to come into and feel safe in. Um, And that's something that you can very easily, very easily rectify um, and fix. So that's like, so when I, when I said in my, I think that's in my like bio on my um, website, it being a sort of secret mission of just going, I'm going to just kind of like, get in here and kind of make myself a little bit known and then start to to preach quietly about all of this stuff and hopefully make some change. And I do think it's happening. Mm-hmm. I also hugely credit anybody should go and follow, if you don't already know, Kai Richardson, who is at the career queer on um, Instagram and Kai ran LGBTQ equality weddings that they've just closed that account um, now, but it still has the inclusivity guide that they made. Uh-huh. And every single wedding supplier should read this guide. It is a free download, a free PDF they've made on a Dropbox. I think it's in the link in their, um, in their bio on Instagram at the career queer. And it's a, it's a amazing document. That's just about language, mostly about language, um, used around wedding days. And it's, it's something that we should all be implementing in our lives in general, but it's incredible. Um, yeah, just really, I just can't quite believe how many people I still see who just use things like just using the terms bride and grooms. Yeah. Not every couple is a bride and groom yeah. for a start. <laughs> it's, you, it's as simple as that. Just stop yeah. doing it. Do you, um, do you have a, his, so there's, sorry, would you know his website? Because I'm, I'm typing up Kai Richardson, but I don't. Not, so Kai is, uh, Kai is non-binary. Kai, Kai uses pronouns they, them, and they, they don't have a website. It's just on their, um, so they've closed the website now. The website was LGBTQ Equality Weddings. Okay. So they just now have an Instagram account, but I can send you the, the link to the guide and maybe you can put it in the notes of the podcast or something like that. For yes, them no, absolutely. Um, um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I apologize for using um, the wrong browser. Yeah. Um, yeah, all good. Uh, yes. Yeah, so just before we kind of get on a little bit more, I think I'm going to play dumb a little bit to some of the questions, mm-hmm. um, mainly mm-hmm. because I have thought about this quite a lot. So I don't really have mm-hmm. any specific questions um, for you if I, 
because mm-hmm. I know my th- own thoughts. But for those of you, for, for yeah. our listeners, I am not speaking very well. <laughs> for our listeners out there who maybe haven't thought too much about this, I, I want to kind of yeah. speak on behalf, yeah. on behalf of them. Um, even yeah, if they yeah. don't want me to, I'm still, still going to do it. Um, so, um, it's a safe space. We're a safe space. Yeah. Yes. Um, so for people who haven't heard the word patriarchy, what, what is that? Mm-hmm. So it's an acknowledgement of um, the, so you have like a patriarchy or a matriarchy, typically. Patriarchy is acknowledging that the world we live in is run by and for men. If you look at our leaders in the world, they are men. It's predominantly run by men. And the world still is very much um, catered towards men. So patriarchy is is essentially that. It's just, it's mm-hmm. our world has been designed for, built by, and still is um, acknowledging and ran by men before anybody else. Yep. If we, for example, I, I will use Horizon Zero Dawn as an example. They, uh, because gaming is life. Yay. <laughs> In that game, in that game, they're ran by a matriarchy, and initially you're told Ross talks about the matriarchy of the game, and it's and it's the mothers and it's the women, and so that's an example mm-hmm. of a matriarchy. Um, I, uh, so it, it, yeah, it's it doesn't have to be one way or the other, but patriarchy is the world that we live in. We live in patriarchal mm-hmm. society because it is run by men for men, essentially. Yeah. And obviously, you've gone a little bit into the feminism, but it obviously is a big part of who you are. So do you want to talk a little bit yeah. more about it? Yeah, I, I, I guess I don't know how, um, what specifically to say other than it, it's, it's conversations that I have every single day. It, it comes up in and I guess if people are still like, would you, do you guys identify as feminists? So a little bit of a tricky question, I suppose. No, I don't. Um, now, Bear with me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Jubilee released a video maybe a couple of weeks back that really focused my attention on this a little bit more. Um, it was called uh, Do All Feminists Think the Same? And it for me, it was a perfect representation of why I don't uh, acknowledge with the name. I connect with the name. Uh, my wife does, and I used to, um, but essentially it boils down to the fact that... Um, feminism as a group um, there are so many uh, beliefs within the just the name feminism that I didn't feel like it accurately represented my thoughts for example I am pro-choice I am pro-women's rights I am pro-LGBTQ plus and I know there's more letters in there but it's a bloody dyslexic nightmare so I do apologize um, no, I'm pro-sex worker uh, in fact, I probably lean left on most uh, political issues. And yes, I have done my research. I have thought about this quite a lot. Um, but there are feminists who are not those things. So I feel like it's just not an accurate representation of how I feel and what I believe. Um, but that's just mm-hmm. me. Greg? Hmm. I'd say... I wouldn't identify as a feminist because I don't spend enough time thinking about it and researching it and actively sort of campaigning. So I'd be doing it an injustice if I was to use that term to describe myself. So no, I wouldn't identify as that because yeah, I'd be doing Mm -hmm. it an injustice, Mm. I guess. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I really want, I I, think, I, um, I, I would love to be able to use the word feminist because um, in general, I do believe, I think the most feminists believe in the issues that I am, uh, that I believe in. Um, I just, yeah, mm. I, I can't put my name to, to it for those yeah. reasons. Uh, I think what about it's, it's become such a, it's become such a scary word. And um, I think it's, I, whenever I have these conversations, I always try and just boil it down to, it's become so many things and it's become such a like, oh, am I even allowed to be a feminist if I'm a man? Or, you know, it, it, but I don't agree with everything. Mm. All it is, intersectional feminism, modern day feminism, I think this is like fifth wave feminism that we're in, yep. is literally, do we believe in equality? Yes. And do we acknowledge that anybody who isn't um, a cis man has it a little bit worse off in this world? Yes. And that's, that's all that it is. I don't think you have to be, um, anything, anything else or believe in anything else other than that. And what is so upsetting is how the term has been so taken and so warped Mm. and used in so many ways that it's now become like, Oh, it's all these other things as well. When essentially that's, that's all that it is. Yeah. Yeah. I believe in equality and I believe I understand and acknowledge that we live in a system. And also feminism um, is also here for men because the patriarchy affects affects men hugely is the reason why we have toxic masculinity it's mm-hmm. the reason why we don't have equal childcare for for men i'm as you guys both being parents i'm sure you know a lot oh, more no. About oh no oh stuff. no oh no we've had an error <laughs> we've had a bloody error what <laughs> don't do this to me Internet. podcast is like no no more <laughs> uh, okay start again give it give out a minute to breathe before you hit this okay just Okay, so it looks good. Okay, let, let's let's start now. We've given it a wee bit of room to buffer or breathe. <laughs> Is that how computers work? I don't know. Just yeah, yeah. Just seems a minute. Just yeah, just give me a minute. Ah, oh, you're making me think too much. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. on, on you go. On you go. It it uh, what was it saying patriarchy affects men equally as it does as it does women. It it. Uh, in this in this world and how we live in, you know, while men are ruling the world and have a lot more privilege, it also things like yeah, toxic masculinity and childcare and things like that. It's it's mm-hmm. hugely affecting. So um, yeah, I think I I would love for for anyone who like has concerns like both yourself to just sort of like re you know just think about it again and be like oh. It doesn't yeah. have to be this big scary thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> to, to when you boil it down to, to those couple of points, then yes, yeah. I, I would yeah. identify as a feminist. Mm. But I yeah. feel yeah. like beforehand I was like, oh no, to call yourself that you need to be like actively mm-hmm. like being active about that and public and mm. speaking about it. Oh yeah. Which I'm mm. not really doing. So uh-huh. I guess that's mm. where I was coming from. Yeah. yeah, no, I totally get it. And I think it has been so warped over the years and so, and it's become, and I do think a lot of that comes from men's rights activists. So you might hear the term MRA, <laughs> men's rights activists yeah. that are fun people. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they have taken, very much taken the term and made it. I mean, the amount of times I've been called a feminazi in the past months because uh, of the, uh, the Instagram yeah. post and it's like, what a lovely term. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but it, I think it comes out of fear and lack of education and, you know, 
uh, self-educating, uh, you know, no, no one, I always say no one ever taught me this stuff. I just have listened and learned and absorbed as much as I possibly can. Yeah. And now I'm at a place because I've done that where I feel like I could talk about it more. Mm-hmm. Um, but there definitely is like a first year of unlearning and just shutting up and listening and reading and, mm-hmm. and then being able to go, Oh, okay, this is, this is what it is. Um, and, and yeah, I do understand why it's, it's, I know I can get, you know, heated and scary when I'm talking about it. Cause I'm so passionate about it because <laughs> when you live with it every day, like it's, it's an everyday thing that it, it mm-hmm. like little microaggressions, sexism, harassment, it, and I have to say that with all the privilege of being a, a white woman, a cis white woman, um, a thin cis white woman, like I have so much privilege in that. It, so and I still get shit every day from men so Mm. um yeah yeah do you you know one thing that really annoys me is men feeling that they can't be feminists like that really Mm -hmm. does annoy me like it's and and it's almost a a way of like weaponizing the term like oh you're a man it's just fucking ridiculous I'm, I'm sorry and and yeah. When men go, oh, you're not, you can't be a man because you're, you're feminist. It's absolutely fucking bullshit. Like I really do. Yeah. Feel that is fucking ridiculous. And well, that's that's toxic uh, masculinity, right? There. Yeah. That's yes, saying it is. that yes, you, you know, you you cannot be um, a man if you believe in X Y Z, and yeah. it's just bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> it's, oh, just it's crazy. Not- it's yeah. Not um, the case. But I, feminism is is quite is quite interesting. Um, but a, a super super brief um, rundown. So I think yeah. I think we're actually in the fourth wave. I think fourth wave. That's it. Fourth I, wave I right think. Now. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, so the first wave is probably what many people think of when they think uh, feminism. Um, st- they start, it started in the eighteen hundreds uh, by the suffragettes, and it was essentially about uh, voting rights. Um, a couple of other things, but I think the voting rights is probably the thing that is most remembered from the first wave. Um, that kind of moves on to the second wave, and and, and that the second wave focuses more on the the social, um, sexual, and reproductive um, rights of women after the war. Um, yeah, moving on to the third mm-hmm. wave. Uh, which was titled "Girl Power Feminism," I believe. Um, it's probably the 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 Spice wave. Girl. Spice the, Girl Feminism. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's probably the the wave that I, I probably lo- know least about. Funnily enough, even though I had lived through that, um, uh, yeah. So ex- exactly what you said. Um, women exercising their 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 power to choose and um, to be wherever they want to be. Uh, and now leading on to the fourth wave of feminism, which is the the hashtag activism, um, which I feel like when I say hashtag activism, it gets a bad rap. I, I feel like people mm. hold that term as like a negative, um, but essentially it's just um, holding a people holding people accountable for their actions using yeah. using hashtags like hashtag me too um, and so on. Mm-hmm. But yes, so we're now in the fourth mm-hmm. wave. Yeah. Um, and I think it's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, I think the, but, um, but there's, that, there's, that, sorry, I think there's a wee delay, but that's fine. On you go. I think the hashtag, um, thing gets like a, a rap because it's this, it's a social media movement and it's yeah. an internet movement and people still have a real like judgment, uh, uh, looking down, 
upon that, mm-hmm. it, but not being real, not being like real activism where actually the pat like social media can be a pain in the ass a lot of the time, but, mm-hmm. and, and is responsible for a lot of issues in the world, but also the, on the flip side, uh, like makes things move really quickly. And so things like the Me Too movement would, you know, I think happened because of the things like, like my posts, people all over the world have been messaging me because of that. And, you know, yeah. that's just the power of social media. Like overnight, all of a sudden, everyone and all these photographers in America are talking about it. And that's, that's really cool. <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, I guess we looked down upon because it's an internet thing. And I think it's a generational thing. I think people who are, you know, older just think, oh, it's an internet thing. It's not real. Yeah. <laughs> There's, the internet is our reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. But it does, it does kind of blow my mind because feminism has been going on for so long but there's still misogyny in our daily lives mm-hmm. um whether it's yeah. um hidden or 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 no, not hidden subtle subtle then people don't think about it all the subtle mm-hmm. ways um mm-hmm. um yeah I, I just found that kind of amazing um and it sucks that i think that's because that's because yeah i i, I think the reason that it's still, the movements are still happening and they keep changing, but the world is not changing fast enough is yeah. because it's still seen as a women's issue. Uh-huh. And that was a big thing that I wanted to put in this by having this conversation in, in, in the Instagram post was like going, it's not our issue to fix. Mm-hmm. If it was, it would be fixed by now. We are in the fourth wave of this movement that started yeah. long before the suffragettes, but that's, you know, it started with... Yeah black women and it started long before but that that's kind of historically how, how it's documented because white supremacy yeah, <laughs> we only yeah, remember yeah, white yeah. history so that's how where we started but um so if men men feel like you both kind of have ex- explained that you do feel sort of alienated from it because it's like oh feminism it's, it's a woman i don't feel like i'm enough i don't feel like i'm doing enough to be able to call myself a feminist or i don't feel like i align with all of the terms so i can't uh all the beliefs so i can't call myself a feminist it's still it's still seen as like a woman's thing it's over there it's your issue over there to deal with um whether or you know i'm not saying that's done maliciously at all by a lot of people it is but i think that's this is the issue is that it's still this separate gender thing and men who are doing the misogynists, men who are the ones harassing, do not listen to women. They only listen to other men. (laughs) That's that's as simple as that. They -hmm. listen to women. They would have stopped doing it by now because we've been asking them to stop for hundreds of thousands of years. Um, So we need, that's the whole like, not all men thing. I I get very Mm -hmm. upset about because I know, I know not all men are misogynists. I know not all men are harassing. I also know that not all men are actively trying to stop it or not all men are calling it out when they see it or not all men are uh, having conversations behind closed doors with their mates that they know go too far when they've had a few drinks or, you know, that's that's a not all men thing. And when all men start having those conversations, when all men start calling it out, Mm -hmm. that is when we will see a change in society and eventually we won't need feminism anymore. And that will be a wonderful day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's, let's go on to your post. Um, men things did to me at weddings, 2021 earlier, obviously um, we've brought up a couple of times. Um, I'm going to read some of the things that happened 
to you, if that's all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it can be a little bit uncomfortable. And certainly uncomfortable to read. Yeah, mm. but I'll, I'll read some of the, the things. Um, and I quote, um, Grabbed me around the neck on the dance floor. Asked for my number in the middle of speeches. Asked my second shooter if I was taken and then told him to get on that in front of me and then not let it go the whole day. Held my arm on the dance floor. I wouldn't let without... Oh, hang on. And and wouldn't let go saying, now I know you're single. I'm <laughs> I'm not holding back. Ugh. And you've also yeah, tried to be kissed as well. Uh, oh, <laughs> hearing some of them back, like, honestly, like... Uh, and and that there that's yeah. that's only a select few of the ones that I just decided to to pick. And so I read them terribly, mm-hmm. um, mainly yeah, because I don't, I don't like reading them. I really don't like reading the most. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't like experiencing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's crazy that you've had to deal with that. And um, some people might even say, "Oh, some guy asked for your number." during the speeches what's what's wrong with that can you tell them what's wrong with that please i'm so pleased you said this because out of that list you have just read Mm -hmm. the most picked up thing by other men is what's wrong with asking for your number (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's why i'm asking you please tell them like did you hear (laughs) did you hear the other stuff first of all why are you so (laughs) concerned with asking for my number (laughs) But I will tell you, men who are listening, who that's the one thing you're concerned about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a level of, of professionalism. I'll come back to that word again that we used. I'm doing my job. I'm not here to be for, for, for your opportunity to hook up or go on a date or whatever it is that you want to do. Like never, I think in any setting, go and ask for someone who was working for their number don't do it just don't do it but if anyone is working at their job unless they have made it very very clear that they they want you to ask that don't do it especially don't do it if it is i'm taking a group shot of an entire wedding and i have 150 people looking at me and you shout it out oh definitely don't do it then yeah because it is humiliating it puts me in an incredibly uncomfortable position and it, and this is why you don't ask people when they're at work <laughs> it feels like so stupid to even have to explain this, but clearly we do. Yeah. <laughs> clearly we do have to explain yeah. this. Because it puts you as the person being asked in such an uncomfortable position where you have to maintain, you know, it's their wedding day or whatever, whatever job it is in the service industry or whatever. It, it puts all this pressure on you to go, how are you now going? How am I going to now handle this? How do I diffuse the situation nicely? How do it? Because I'm at work. If someone does that to me in a bar, if someone grabs me, by my neck in a bar or a pub, I will tell them to fuck off and I will do it very confidently. (laughs) I am not scared of that stuff. Um, Or my favourite tactic, actually, which I started doing about five years ago, which is my favourite thing to do, is just to like, um, if I get sort of catcalled in the street or and I feel safe too, there's always a level of safety around, I'll just directly be like, oh, do you want to fuck me? Is that what you want to do? And they're they're terrified. (laughs) They're so scared. It's really fun to play with them. Awesome, yeah. (laughs) Because they're not expecting it. They're really not expecting it. I'm like, should we go right now? Let's go, I'm ready. They'll be like, and run away. That's very fun. But you have to gauge your level of safety to be able to do that. Oh no, oh no, no, we've just had another error. Fuck! (laughs) 
That's sick, man. It's me. Uh, it's, me. it's definitely not you. I promise. I promise. Uh, uh, okay, we'll, we'll let the computer breathe. Oh, no, Greg's just hitting the record button. He's, he's like, no breathing. Fine, no breathing. No. Uh, thank you for, for bearing with us <laughs> for all these technical gremlins. What is wrong? Is it the storm? I don't know. Um, anyway, yes, sorry. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's really annoying because... Uh, out of all the things I've read here, most of them, to guys who don't think about it, seem relatively obvious. Like, mm. don't grab a girl by the neck on the dance floor. Fucking no, duh. Mm-hmm. But a yeah. lot of guys would be able to justify mm. the asking for your number as it not being a mm-hmm. big deal. Or they might even say, mm. oh, well, I'd, I'd love it if a girl came up to me and gave me, uh, gave her my number. No, gave her my gave <laughs> gave her her number to me. Sorry, and they'd be able to justify it like that. Uh, what what would your response to that to that kind of be? It's not about you, I'd say. It's just not about you. Yeah, simple as that. Like it, it. Yeah, I, I don't really know what more to say. It's if if women are asking you to stop doing it, stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Like it. Yeah, the the. I mean, I had an incident literally at the wedding I just did, where there was a guest who would would not. And I've, I've two weddings in. I've started my list of things men did to me at weddings in twenty twenty two because oh, it's, it's not just gone away. Fuck. <laughs> um, you know, and now I'm dealing with okay. I've set these boundaries. How do I deal with it in person? How how do I really? I'm having all these conversations, but still in the moment, he would not leave me alone. By the time it got to the end of the night about taking a selfie with him. He just wanted me to take a selfie with him and was so like, at one point grabbed, tried to grab my camera out of my hands. My camera was strapped to me on harnesses, so he didn't get it. Um, And I was stood with a group of people at the time and no one, you know, no one said anything about it. And I am still trying to diffuse the situation by kind of smiling and laughing off and walking away. um, And then kept asking again, when are we going to, every time I went near him, when are we going to get that selfie? When are we going to get that selfie? If you think, if you are listening to that and thinking, well, why don't you just take a picture with him? I shouldn't have to. Like it's, the problem is not, is far bigger than just being asked for my number. The problem is far bigger than being, just being asked to have a selfie. I should never be in a situation where if I have said no once, then I should ever be asked again when it comes to something like that. I don't have to give you a reason why I don't want to give you my number. Mm-hmm. So many people said like, just wear, wear a fake wedding ring or just tell them you have a partner or a boyfriend or just give them a fake number. My point is I shouldn't have to do any of that. I should just yeah. be, if I have, you know, if I've said no, then you stop. That's, that's yeah. as simple as that. Um, and that doesn't just relate to at weddings. That's, that's in life you know, in general. It's just, yeah, because if they're if they're not taking no for an answer on something as simple as that, what else are they not taking no for an answer on? That mm. that is always my fear. Yeah, and, uh, and and that's how we can stamp out this kind of behavior. These are all warning signs early on of of like very predatory behavior. And if you know, I think it's important. What I wish I had done, and I will try really hard to remember to do next time, mm-hmm. is gone to the best man actually at this wedding because he was amazing and this is what i was beating oh, myself up about it yesterday and was sake. like this is still the work i'm sorry kim <laughs> we've had a goddamn other error it's fine, like it's fine. Oh, <laughs> sick. 
Oh, why? Why? We will get through this. We'll get through this together. I promise. For fuck's sake. I'm so sorry. So I'm so sorry. Uh, listeners, again, we've had another technical issues. We're at this point, you know the deal. We're just, we're just making our way through the technical issues. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. But yes. So you went to the best Should've man because he was awesome. Man. Yes. So I, I wish I'd gone to the best man. And oh, what's, what is, I was beating myself up about it yesterday and going, I have literally just put into place all of these actions for other people to do, like when they experience this at weddings. And yet in the moment, it is still so hard to remember and it's so hard to do. And I'm, I come through and I'm deciding to not beat myself up about it and just to find a strategy for next time so that I can remember. Because in the moment, women aren't thinking about, in the moment, I'm not thinking about upsetting anyone. In the moment, I'm constantly thinking about my own safety. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking about. And I'm very emotional um, because of course I am, because I'm being harassed. <laughs> like whether or yeah. not you, you know, you, however you want to put it or think about it. If I've told somebody no, when they're asking again and again and again, that's harassment, mm-hmm. whatever it is, that is harassment. Um, and so I think what I'm going to do, for next time is kind of like have some sort of thing I can remember, maybe a note, my good old notes app on my phone of just like something I can look at and go, right, what, what are my strategies again? What am I going to do in the moment? Because I'm mm. worried about my safety. I, th- I should have gone to the best man at this wedding. I don't know what would have come out of it, but he was really great. He was awesome. And I do feel like if I'd have said to him, oh, this guy is being a lot, I feel like he would have at least said something. Mm-hmm. Or I wish I'd said in the moment when I was stood with that group of people and they, he grabbed the camera out of my hand to get a, to, to like, come on, take a selfie with me and took my camera away from me. I wish I'd have said like, can one of you tell him that's not okay? Or, you know, yeah. something like that in the moment. Yeah. That's what I'm going to try really hard to remember to do next time. In the moment I'm feeling fear that he's going to take the five grand worth of kit out of my hand and drop it and smash it or yes. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I'm feeling like if he's grabbing my camera, what's he going to grab next? Yeah. Um, and this is the difference when a lot of the, the feedback from men of that post was that, well, I experienced this too. I experienced harassment from women at weddings. You know, I've experienced being grabbed on the dance floor um, from women. And to that, you know, yeah, absolutely. And that's I'm not, not okay saying either. it's just men that do this. But yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's happened. No, no one should ever be harassing anyone. Mm. The difference is it typically tends to be when, uh, a woman is, is like grabbing a man on the dance floor. He's not scared for his safety. Yeah. That's the difference. The, or shouted something in a bar. He's not scared for his safety. He's it, There's other feelings that are coming up. When it's the other way around, the difference is, and that's the acknowledgement. And again, it's sort of like the, the feminist spin on it is the acknowledgement that it is so much more, there's so much more at stake when it's the other way around, when it's a man harassing a woman. Yeah. Um, is that, you know, I'm literally in the moment just like, am I, like all women, I've experienced sexual harassment, you know, uh, I've experienced really awful things. And mm-hmm. so you, your mind always goes back to that because you think, is this going to be another one of those times? Where's this going to go? Yeah. Um, how many times, you know, a year do we witness another death of a woman by people in power? So many last year. And so it's, you know, I get scared walking down the street after a wedding late at night sometimes mm-hmm. because you know women have been abducted and murdered by policemen on the sides of the road so it's yeah. that is the low level fear that you just live with as someone who isn't a cis man mm-hmm. a cis white man um it's just a level of fear you live with all of the time so it yeah. it 
while I completely acknowledge and I'm, I'm so sorry for anyone who's experienced any harassment of, of any kind, there does need to be an acknowledgement that not that it's not that it's like worse. No one should should be harassed. And it's awful for everybody that does. But there is a slightly different level of fear that comes with it when it's that way around. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And earlier you mentioned that you sort of you used to hold off from posting about stuff like this or just mm. personal life and things. Yeah. Was there what what gave you the sort of motivation to post that now or was there a straw that broke the camera's back or was there a change in yourself that decided, screw mm. it, I'm just gonna talk about this? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I think over the the last couple of years I've got just the more you share and the more you realise how other people are like relating, it makes it makes me feel better about things. And so I've become, I've become more confident about the things that I share. Mm-hmm. This one in particular, I did hold back on, well, I think I posted it at this, right at the end of January. So a month after the year ended. Um, and just because well, I don't think there really was a certain like trigger moment, but I think I just, I had it on a note. I was clearing them out and I was really looking at that list going, I think people need to know about this. Like, and I'm also sick of it. Like, I don't want to have to keep dealing with this at every single wedding. I'm really, really bored of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did it. I did a poll on my Instagram story that was like, this is the title of this, of this um, notes app. Does anyone want to see it? And what really interested me, like that, this is probably the the moment of going, okay, is that men don't usually respond to my stories on Instagram. Like when I do polls or questions, men watch the stories and never really engage but this was one where all the men that had watched were voting and were like yeah show us so i thought okay cool they they do want to know <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. this might be a good thing for them to see mm-hmm. yeah so i think it was just that really yeah but a, a combination of, of yeah a couple of years now of being like it, it feels like it's just got worse over the last couple of years i don't know if there's some sort of science like men being kept in a pandemic for a while and now like, I don't know how to behave around <laughs> other people anymore. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, after your post, I did like, I, so I, I, I tend to hang around more and connect more with uh, women actually th- throughout my whole life. Uh, I, I think I appreciate more of the women's point of view. Uh, so I, you know, I have asked uh, our female colleagues, um, their experiences and obviously my my wife she's a strong feminist i asked her opinion and 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 even like i've talked to my wife and and we have like if she's ever in town or getting a taxi she'll phone me or she she wants me to track her and it's just it's it's amazing that it's everywhere but um you posted something along with that, I think it was one of your stories, um, and you were like, who who are these people? Because we must know them. You know, they must be yeah. our brothers. They must, like, this happens so often. They must be our friends. They must be these people. So, you know, w- w- when you're when we're talking about um, your post, people might think, oh, it's obviously drunk people at weddings. But it's other people at weddings as well. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, absolutely. It's not, so I've got a cat getting involved. <laughs> um, it's not, yeah, that, I think it's like, it's almost a free pass we get to give people by going, oh, but it's just drunk. They're just drunk. It's drunk yeah. people at weddings. Like, yeah, absolutely. A lot of the time, it, it, alcohol uh, seems to think, give people like a, a free pass to behave in whatever way they want. But a lot of stuff comes from 
male photographers I'm working alongside of. Like mm. that, that post didn't cover anything that had happened in previous years. And if, if I'd have done the things men did to me at weddings in my lifespan <laughs> of shooting weddings, it would cover stuff like having a male photographer, um, asked if he he could take a picture of me to send to his wife because his wife knows uh, he has a thing for brunettes um to, to which point i just yeah oh gross. that's so really, fucking really wrong gross. Oh. but he's not drunk he's he although he was drinking a lot at that wedding so maybe he was <laughs> that's <laughs> interesting hmm. um and this is like a huge again it's one of those times where i go all i'm doing by not saying his name is protecting him but it's still it's still scary to say like this is a photographer that i'm sure you know i'm sure you will know his work and heard of because he's he's you know won all the awards and he's out there and again he's one of the ones where i think in the day people were like god he's annoying but really like his images so Mm -hmm. people put up with it and i just don't think they would do that for for women i just don't think they would i think it's like a free pass that we give to a lot of men um yeah it's not it's not always alcohol at all and it's not it's not just drunk guests it is yeah it, it, it happens, you know, at weddings, people are drinking. So that's why I think it's been given that excuse. But in life in general, it happens all of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think most people don't go about their day drunk all of the time. Yeah. It was, <laughs> Although, unless you're know, drinking whiskey on a podcast. Ah, <laughs> 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 terrible, terrible. Uh, you, followed, you followed up the blog post with another blog post about how to how to keep us safe. Mm. So, Tell us mm. a wee bit more about that and so what were the key points from that post? Yeah. So that was like a, a, a kind of reaction post the next day, I think, where I was like, oh my God, thousands of people have, have commented on this and seen this. And um, I don't want it to just be a thing that like, like often this conversation comes up and we go, oh, that's really sad. And then we all move on and then it yeah. comes up again and we go, oh, that's really sad. Uh, so I kind of gathered some ideas that I had and, and that my... Um, people had commented on on my my stories and things like that about um i think the main things that have come out of it um and actually hitched are have been working the incredible zoe who's the editor of hitched has really taken this and ran with it did an incredible articles and a lot of research um and has now created a guide that they're just about to release um which will be a guide for all suppliers and couples alike and just sort of all venues particularly um but from the big things from that and from my post have been like, I think the biggest things that can be helpful on the day are having a kind of designated person to go to if something is happening, because you don't want to go to the couple on on the wedding day and say, this guest is doing this. You don't want to. So to take worry out off of everybody's minds, have a person, a, a best man or someone like that, um, that if they just made themselves known beforehand, I've since had a couple of my clients for weddings in the spring be like, this is our person. You know, if anything happens on the day, please go to them and they will do the best that they can. I actually think venues can really take on this responsibility and make it a a sort of venue thing. Um, Venues that have security, I always just feel so much safer at. Um, Somewhere like Clapton Country Club um, have an incredible like security team that are on there and I just have the best time whenever I'm at that wedding because they are so good their security is so good and it just makes me feel so much safer and I know I can go to that security team um the I can't remember the name of the woman who runs the security team and that's really bad I'm going to remember her name but she's just she's 
badass. She's so cool. So I just feel like, oh, yeah, I feel really safe being around her. Um, but I think the, the, that's sort of how to handle it in the moment. What I really wanted to come out of that post was the prevention side of it, really. I think, like you just said, we, we must know these people. And I think if we really look into people in our lives and can kind of see what are these, we, you know, I, the, the, the guy that was asking persistently for a selfie with me on Saturday was around a group of 20 of his mates and not one of them said anything. And I think surely we must know people in our lives who we go, oh, they are a bit of a, they're a bit of a liability when they drink or they're a bit of a red flag or actually they say, they talk about women like this behind their back or they, you know, use this kind of language. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that you can engage in dialogue with and have conversations with about their behavior. And that is something that men need to do because, like I said, they just don't listen to women. <laughs> they just don't or they they would not be doing it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the biggest, you know, it, I would, a lot of the times the reactionary thing to come out of stuff like this is, things women can do products are are suddenly oh you know go and buy yourself a a rape alarm or uh use the new thing that's coming out right now is like because so many women are being spiked at the moment is this thing that sits on top of you can put in your handbag and put it on top of a drink to stop you getting spiked we shouldn't have to pay money and, and give into capitalism to keep ourselves safe we should be educating men and not spiking women and it's very sad that we have to do that and it reminds me of like a Ricky Gervais joke from years ago one of his stand-up shows where he's like joking about an advert to uh, an advert to stop men raping and like yeah unfortunately we have to still do that because men still rape people (laughs) it feels really stupid but I shouldn't have to buy something and remember to use it and you know keep an eye on my drink all night I shouldn't have to do that I should just not just not be spiked in the first place. Um, yes. So yeah, the prevention side is something that I think is the real big, big thing mm-hmm. to come out of it. I, I would hope none of our listeners would be someone who spiked a person's <laughs> drink. <laughs> Me too. But if, Me too. if you are, if, if you're thinking that's okay, please, please, it's not. Okay. Please stop that. Yeah, that that's all. Just don't, just don't do that. That's crazy. Yeah, you you wrote in your blog um, that after discussing this experience that you had, uh, or discussing all the experiences that you've had, that you went away uh, with your girlfriends, your your non-binary pals, and you decided that it's it's not it's not your problem to fix. Mm-hmm. So, whose problem is it? It's a men's problem. And I really liked how I think um, Sam Ducker worked with, um, I think it's Amy Elizabeth photo, her, her name is, uh, and came up with this tagline on a post that they did that they that they shared with me. Um, the misogyny is a men's issue. Like yeah. that's, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because mm-hmm. men are doing it. Um, like how racism is a is a white person's issue because it's white people that are doing it it's it's the same thing it's mm-hmm. the people we so often put the we put it on the victims to be something something to 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 solve and how can they prevent themselves and it's not it's it's misogyny is happening by men and therefore 
I really do believe men should be the ones to fix it. That saying that, that is what I've got a lot of backlash for. And that is when, if you read the comments on things like the independent article or the insider article, the comments are very angry men who are really don't like being called out on that. And I get it. Yeah. I'm calling, I am calling out an entire group of people. Yeah. But (laughs) that entire group of people, you know, are made up of a small percentage they're the ones that are doing it. So if, if men aren't going to fix it and get involved, it's not going to be solved. Mm-hmm. It's not an issue that's going to be solved because it is getting worse. And we're in back in 2022. <laughs> it's not be something that's getting worse. It really is. Yeah. While we may feel like we have more, you know, more rights or, or clo- closing a, a pay gap. I don't know if we really are like day to day misogyny is still happening. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, so it, men need to fix it. You guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and I think like, yeah, it's it's not something that's going to be solved overnight. It's something that's going to be solved by just having conversations with mm-hmm. your guy friends, yeah. educating your kids um, and, and, you know, slowly, hopefully change will happen. Son of a gun. There it goes. Oh, <laughs> did you get to the end of the sentence? <laughs> Do we have the end of the sentence? Maybe... <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I did. I don't know. I can't remember what I said. I hope, I hope yeah, yeah. I hope it did. This is going to be such a ball leg for you to edit, isn't it? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And I, I do all the editing, so. Uh, yes. Okay. So another technical issue. Um, but yes, it's, it's definitely our problem to fix. In let's, let's keep to, cause it is obviously such a huge issue. Let's stick to our little world of wedding industry people. As suppliers, how mm. can we help prevent this? Someone said it, uh, I think I pinned the comment on one of my posts. Uh, a, a male wedding photographer said, if I was working alongside you and I came up to you at the start of the day and sort of like introduced myself as someone that want, is an ally to you, would that be okay? And I was like, fist pump in the air, hell fucking yes. Because it's it's just just knowing that you have someone there on your side, on your team watching your back, is, is great. Like when I, when I have my, uh, a big part of the reason I love having Tom and Victor with me when I shoot weddings is like having someone there that I know kind of is just looking out for me (laughs) has, has my back and I'll have theirs, but we'll have it in different ways. Um, and so I think if you are working along any solo supplier that isn't a cis, a cis man, um, just going and, and just kind of, you know, just making yourself known if you, Reference if if it feels uncomfortable, I understand it could feel uncomfortable just going up to them and being like, "If you need any help today, <laughs> I'm your Superman." <laughs> you know, I get that that might be a little bit like, "Oh, who are you?" But if, you know, saying, "I've seen this post. I know the conversation right now is being had, and I just want you to know, like, if if you experience any shit today, I'm 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 here. Please let me know, and I'll and I'll do what I can." Yeah. Um, and it just, I think it will come with like practice. Like we've even said, I'm ha- still having to learn how to deal with it in the moment. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I think it just comes with, with practice again of just, of just kind of like a trial and error. Did that, did that work? Did it, I, I made myself a safe space, but it still didn't feel safe enough to come to me in the day maybe, or, or I, mm-hmm. you know, it's interrogated. If you're a deep thinker, great. It's the perfect thing to think deeply about, <laughs> like, you know, try it and, and see, or, mm-hmm. Because I think as well, something that I haven't really spoken about is if it's happening to me on the dance floor, it's happening to female guests on the dance floor. Absolutely. Like Mm -hmm. 
is going to be. Um, if I see anything like that, I, I will call it out. And, you know, I'm usually looking, looking through a lens, so I'm really looking at people. But I guess it's just having a bit more of an awareness about us and, and really being like, okay, what are the red flags? What are the signs? Most of the time I call out these guys the second they arrive and I go, he's going to be the one. He's going to yeah. be the one because they just have like a look about them and you just learn it as a woman. You just learn like oh, they're going to be. And I literally did this on, on Saturday. This guy rocked up and I was like, yep, this is the one. <laughs> like it's going to be, he's going to be an issue for me today. Mm. Um, you can tell there's just a way that they look at you. And so I think if I had Tom and Victor with me at that wedding on Saturday, I think I would have, what I will try and do moving forward is say like, I think that he's going to be the guy. Can you please be like really vigilant with him today? Or I'm going to probably stay clear from him today and just yeah. try and like not get in his way. So can you make sure you get, just get something of him. So he's, he's you know, he isn't completely cut from the wedding video or whatever. Um, <laughs> do you know something like that? So I guess yeah. the suppliers, it's, it's just continuing the conversation because I'm just one person with one opinion. Like mm-hmm. there, there are many, uh, you know, anyone that you come across or work with, um, the more like anything, the more we can talk about it, the more we can listen to each other, share our experiences, then together we'll be able to, you know, educate ourselves and have more knowledge. Knowledge is power. Yeah, absolutely. And when when you're sort of calling this out or talking about it, obviously mm. the post was great because that was just sort of public and sort of generic. If yeah. if it's happening like on a day, how do you approach because you've said it can be quite an awkward topic yeah. to talk about. How do you approach yeah. the couple? How do you tell them on the day? Do you tell them later on? Mm. How mm. how would you go around that sort of subject? Yeah, I think um, I am still also still working this one out because there's sort of all my couples who I have saw that post when I've done their weddings immediately emailed one of me and like, please tell me if it happened to us, please, yeah. please, we really, really want to know. And I still went, Oh God, now I have to tell them. And I still don't want to tell them because <laughs> still something, you know, I mean, it just, just wants to protect them and be like, no, nothing ever happened to yours. It was completely fine. Um, and I think that's probably partly just me as a person, but I also think, yeah, it, it, we want to protect them. So I think on the day I would still hesitate telling the couple on the day. I think yeah. like okay. that's all right. If there's someone there that they have designated, I don't think it needs to be their issue. Like there's so many things that we hide from couples on their wedding day, right? Like a like from a, a cake not turning up to a buttonhole not being made. Like the amount of like little buttonholes I've just made out of a bouquet yeah. because one hasn't turned up and I'm like, but she they never need to know. They never need to know. Like, yeah. We just do it with the bride squad. Um <laughs> So yeah, I would say probably don't need to make it a, a big deal on the wedding, but I do, I am still, my, my clients are telling me they want to know and they're telling me, please tell us. And I'm still hesitating to do it. So I think I need to really listen to the clients here and be like, they're telling me to tell them. So I, I should be telling them. So I think mm-hmm. what I will probably do is moving forward. I would assume that, that if I have had that designated person, let's call it the best man that I've gone to, that's been aware of the issue. After a couple of days, he might perhaps himself tell the couple what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, they might get in contact with me or maybe, you know, maybe uh, when I send them, after I've sent them some highlights or, or whatever it is, I think I would. I, I just think I'm really trying to boil down who am I protecting by not saying anything to the couple. And it is the couple, yeah. but it is also the person that's done the harassing. Mm-hmm. And that is very hard to get yeah to to kind of get over but i think that's what i need to 
um, hold holding myself right now and just be like, oh, I'm still, it might upset them, but by not talking about it and making it open to everybody, it, it it's not going to change. Like he's just going to go to the next wedding and do the same thing again. So mm. yeah, yeah. I don't have all the answers. I very much don't have all the answers. <laughs> just <laughs> if only, speaking if only out loud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like you said, it's, it's so beneficial to have these conversations. I mean, as soon as I yeah. saw your post, uh, I knew I wanted to have you on the podcast because it's yeah. something that's probably not talked enough about. And it's certainly not mm. talked about enough. Yeah. Um, so, yes. So yeah. thank you again for coming on. Yeah, thank you. I think for our listeners out there, I think we'll probably just make the uh, acknowledgement here now that if we're ever working with you at a wedding, feel free to come to us for whatever you yeah. need uh again like you said i, d- I don't want to be like i'm your white knight um because that's yeah. fringe but um like genuinely um yeah. greg and i are open uh f- for anything that you if you feel unsafe please come to us um yeah that's I think that's all it needs to be yeah Thank you. D- i just thought i'd say that just in case but yes yeah. um yeah, yeah. Th- thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah. Obviously, uh, two and a half hours is what it's saying on the on the desk here, people. Holy so shit, long. Kim! Honestly, I can't thank you enough for having this conversation. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, you're so welcome. I've literally just remembered that my PS5 is here, so I've just yeah, like, oh my you God, know remember that. Yes, yes. I know. I know. Uh, I've been thinking about it the whole t- the whole time throughout the podcast. But I'm like, oh man, she's not mentioned it yet. <laughs> I'm I'm very very excited for you. Um, Thank you. For, for people, um, wh- where, where can they find you online? So I'm at Kim Williams Weddings. Um, I'm just on Instagram. I, I, I do have TikTok. I, you know, I just like to lurk on TikTok, but I don't really do much over there. Um, my Instagram is where it's where it's active. I do take breaks from it. I've, I've learned to set some good boundaries with it, but come to Kim Williams Weddings and that's my website as well, kimwilliamsweddings.com. Very cool. And uh, people can find us at cinematefilms.co.uk uh, on Instagram and Facebook. It's forward slash cinematefilms. Um, and I, I haven't actually said this, but we do have a YouTube that we're focusing more because obviously we're introducing uh, video elements into the podcast. So if you're a listener of the, of the podcast, please go to YouTube and uh, just search uh, perspective by Cinemate. We don't have enough subscribers to 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 make it an official thing yet. So <laughs> go and subscribe. Uh, we would massively appreciate you doing so. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash perspective by Cinemate. For as little as a pound, you can support the podcast, and it's where you can get all the Q&A sections and bonus content that we produce. That's where that's going to live. If you don't have any money, that's absolutely okay. You can still hit that subscribe button and get the podcast wherever you get podcasts. Um, we'd really, again, appreciate it if you left a review. I'm asking you to do so much. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, if you do, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a wee shout out. I suppose we haven't really done that for a while. Um, so leave your reviews and, and we'll, we will get back to doing shout, shout outs. And also I'll learn how to speak. Uh, however... In the meantime, enjoy your PS5. Woo!